0: have, I got a story for you. It's about a Southern gal who ain't afraid to keep shit real. She opens up about happiness, mattering and the value perspective brings to one's life. But first, has there been anything that's brought more happiness and value to your life than your remote? Yes. Remotes are today's sponsor. Counting calories and steps has never been more prevalent in our culture. But when was the last time you actually had to get up off your ass to change a channel, let alone an input? Yeah, you're not fucking 75 with a dial and rabbit ears on your TV. The answer is never. And who, or is it whom? I think it's whom, whom do you have to thank for your leisure life on the couch? Today's sponsor of remotes. It's muscle memory at this point. Your fingers just find the buttons with ease and thanks to some sleek designing and ergonomic engineering. Remotes have never been more comfortable to hold. They're practically begging your thumb to have a little FUD, fiddling with their functionality. Be appreciative. Skip the dollar store batteries. It's okay to splurge. Spend a little more on those AA Duracells. Take care of your much-needed multimedia controlling equipment. Your remote. Changing lives, one click at a time. We are also brought to you by the Getting to Know You Pod. It's a pop the cork kind of moment around here. (laughs) Like, we really need a reason to pop a cork around here. But we have 10 pods posted. Friend, follow, subscribe, listen. Get to know people. You can find the pod on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart. Share and send it around through Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And if you or a friend want to share your story, we'd love to hear it. Just message us. And now, getting to know you. Getting to know you,
1: getting to know all about you. I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting
2: to like you, getting to hope you like me.
1: Because I'm good enough.
2: Getting to know you, putting it my way, but nicely.
1: I'm smart enough. You are
2: precisely and doggone it. my cup of tea. On
0: today's show. We are getting to know a badass bike mom named Candy. (laughs) Um, So in full disclosure, Candy and I had been chatting, and it's up to 20 minutes on the one. Uh, Something happened with my button. I'm going to say user error, and I didn't push it right. And at some point, it either stopped or cut off. But she went on for 15 minutes about how she was a BMX bike mom, got into it at the age of, was it 42, 41?
1: 43. 43.
0: Became a BMX bike mom, which... uh, if you don't get to hear it, it was just interesting as hell, <laughs> um, to be <laughs> honest with you. I'm, I'm kind of pissed at myself uh, oh, that we okay. missed it. So he'll be the last thing I ask about BMX, which is actually might be the first thing on the pod. You got into it because you, uh, your son got into it. The last yeah. time, you, did you ever actually race him, like one-on-one?
1: Um, we did for a little bit. Like I, we, I wouldn't race him in, a, in an official race, but like in practice. And there's a time where we were... Um, we were going about the same speed or he was a little bit faster. And I don't remember if I got faster or he, probably he got faster than me, I think. But, um, but he helped me one time. We were, um, I was trying to figure out how to go with the rhythm section, which is like, it's kind of a, the bump, like a, I don't how to describe it, but there's several, but like hill, little hills yeah. over whatever. Gotcha. And I actually, I was trying to figure out how to do them and he actually helped me figure out how to, you know, maneuver over them. Okay. But, um, he was really good at it, but I don't think it was something he should have, he doesn't regret not doing it anymore. Um, but he enjoyed it at the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's dangerous as again, you, you were telling me about women breaking their jaws and actually your son was doing a jump and his bike literally broke in half. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a pretty good reason to maybe find a new hobby. Um,
1: and he wants to be a musician. So we do not want to break hands, fingers, wrists, or anything like that.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Dexterity. Or even
1: with percussion, you don't want to break have broken feet. You want to have, you know
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Dude. got out
1: before he got hurt, so.
0: Yeah, I'm at, like tearing ligaments and losing like flexibility or dexterity would I mean that's a, a fuck that.
1: Oh, and he wants to literally be a studio musician. That the boy's gotta practice.
2: Yeah. That's... And I've
1: been trying to encourage I'm not trying to nag, I'm trying to encourage the boy to practice. <laughs> so he's he's a little bit of a procrastinator and Gets on his video games with his friends because they get on; they're all online together, chit-chatting and talking. And which now they don't see each other at school, so that's, you know, good they can do that. But
0: yeah, right, you almost you feel like it? a little guilty. You're like, all right, man, go ahead and be social because you can't see him anyway.
1: Exactly, and that's what my, the eighteen-year-olds in, in the son. I call him my little, my mini Steve Jobs. He's almost genius, probably genius. If you test him again, he's probably a genius-level IQ kid. And um, but the cool thing about Sam is he's very. Um, He can relate to everybody, which some really intelligent people can't. They only relate in their high level brain. Yeah, they're they're
0: for sure. Their field of focus, or you know, they overanalyze stuff, and it's very hard for them to just roll to like feel. They're very analytical. Well,
1: the thing, well, it's it's one of those things. Like, um, my brother's very intelligent too, but he talks at. He expects everyone to be at that same intelligence level
2: Mm. for what
1: he does. For what he does, he does some kind of computer shit. And I don't know what the hell he does. It's in cybersecurity now or something. But he did something before and for his his master's thesis or his – he didn't finish his doctorate, but his doctoral thesis. I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. You got to kindergarten it for me. And he goes, and I said, kindergarten it for me. He, he looked at me being sarcastic as fuck, and he said, now this little computer needs to talk to that computer. And there's a language. I'm like, okay, cool. I have no idea. I have no idea what he's doing. I have no idea. I don't oh, know. But Sam – the cool thing about Sam is he's – I don't know if it's because he was raised by – I don't know if I had that influence, or he, it's just who he is. It could just be who Sam is. Oh, it's most he likely all you. everybody.
0: And no, any, like, any time a kid's successful, it's all the parent. And any time a kid's failure, they just made bad choices. They didn't listen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, but, he, but the cool thing about him, he can relate to everybody. And he's he such a he's, a, he's a kind kid. He, he's not a child. He's, a, he's an adult. The, the pediatrician's office sent me a note that I can't know anything about his medical history no more.
0: Oh. So he's
1: an adult. Yes, he's 18 I can't God.
0: believe that. But yeah man so how's he, that like dude you're your your kids 18 and 16 right yes and you're getting to the point where man you're losing that like elementary control that you used to have over them how are you dealing with that
1: um I have always given them I've, I've always they're good kids and I trust them I've raised them in a way that you know, some parents feel like they have to you know, I, I'm, I'm not your friend. I'm your mother. Give me your phone and look through it. Gotcha. Those damn kids are smarter than I am. They can figure out a, a way to make that screen look like something else, and <laughs> you never know what the hell. I said, look, I, you know, we don't give me. And Sam is a very honest person. He'll tell you he fucks up. He'll tell you. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, Drew's a little sneakier. He, <laughs> do you have homework, Drew? No. All right, but they're good kids, and they're 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 kind, and they're nice, and they're they don't get. Well, I've been a stay at home mom, so they don't get in trouble. They don't. Okay. Sam has a great group of friends at school, and they're all the smart kids that are applying to Georgia Tech and, you know, all these, you know, smart kids. Um, but they're all good, kind kids. They're not having sex. They're not drinking and drugging. They're just being kind of having fun with each other.
2: Gotcha. And,
1: it, it, and it's so wonderful to see. They're good to each other. They love each other. They, you know, had play dates. I call them play dates. but they. Oh, Lord. Not,
0: not to them, do you? Do, do you say, like, no. if you're dropping them off, hey, man, have fun at your play date? Like as he leaves,
1: I tease I Sam and said, "I said Sam has a play date, yeah, but not <laughs> to his friends." Well, so sometimes to his friends. I have gotten on, I have gotten on the Instagram and um and and uh, tagged Sam and some embarrassing stuff just to you know have fun with his friends. And Sam, of course, doesn't care. He's like, "Oh, okay, whatever." <laughs> but um, but they have this in here in Newton. There's a thing called the Avenue, which is like a bunch of shopping places, and it's kind of large. Well, they'll do a little. I call it a play date. We'll they'll all meet there and hang out for three or four or five hours and walk all over the place and go eat here and go eat there and have fun. Gotcha. And it's, one, I mean, it's wonderful because when he was in middle school, um, he didn't have a lot of friends. He felt very anxious. And this one kid, Timmy, um, kind of befriended him. And then Timmy had a bunch of friends. And then he kind of fell into that big group of friends. And yeah. now he's happy. Yeah, man,
0: you find he, your tribe, right? Like as a kid, you're yeah, just looking for your tribe.
1: Yeah, and his tribe, he's a very unique kid. And, he, and you're like, there's schools where uh, – I don't want to call him the average kid, but you don't always fit in with the average kids. And right. Sam is very—he doesn't care about like now right now his long hair, which he likes, but he needs a haircut. And he doesn't give a shit about clothes. He, he just picks a shirt, puts it on, and he, now he's wearing these like Hawaiian-y shirts. Nice. Which before he used to wear like a hoodie over it, the same hoodie every day yeah. over his shirt. But I mean, it's, he doesn't care about those superficial things. And he's even said to be like, "Why do you care about what somebody looks like?" You know, why do you care about that? That's the silly thing. Not that I do, but I mean, that's a silly thing to care about. Right. And it's 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 so um. And I don't know how much I did that, or it's just their generation. Yeah.
0: Well, dude, that's got to be so different in a social media thing. Um, because I mean, you didn't grow up in social media. I didn't grow up in social media, and fucking being judged all the time with selfies and pictures. I have no idea how what that like. We're gonna learn in thirty years the science in these kids' brains being wired differently because of that kind of oh. social pressure.
1: Well, here's my child. Now, my child, is, he, he has an Instagram account. He has no posts. His friends tag him and stuff. So that I can see him tagged in things. He has zero posts on his Instagram. He don't give <laughs> a shit about that. He don't give a shit about that stuff. It's nonsense. Just saying that's nonsense. I don't care. But, he's, but the cool thing for me, he's, his friends tag him and stuff, and I get to see the pictures of them having fun and what they're doing. And, gotcha. You know. he's, he's a unique i tell I, I tease i tease i said i've got steve jobs in my in my damn sunroom in there right and he's sued his computer and he's he's socializing he's in, and i don't think video games are bad in a sense if, if it's
0: they're an official sport now and um i even oh, that, thought yeah dude they're and they're uh dude you can
1: school.
0: you can gamble on them i, I wouldn't be surprised if they if the money's gonna keep them out of high schools but i believe in college that it's a thing and no, they
1: have a school has
0: a high school oh, no way. Uh, video
1: game team Shut well my up. son does marching band so um so well, every time the, like a, whatever team goes off to the championship or whatever the marching band plays their little thing uh-huh. and of course i always watch i always watch them so i can see my drew going through playing his little drums but um
0: dude that's pretty crazy the high school has a computer has a yeah. video game team
1: and sam didn't do it because he doesn't play that video game oh, whatever okay. it
0: is
2: yeah yeah right yeah
1: yeah But well, i mean he's not very he's and he, Sam's not really a, um. I want to say social because he is, but he doesn't want to join all the clubs and he didn't want to be on the math team. It, that's a little bit, maybe makes him a little too anxious. Yeah. And like for and for him, like a lot of because he has he's gonna probably get the Zell Miller scholarship hopefully here in Georgia. We have the Hope Scholarship, which is a three point oh, and I think the Zell Miller, which pays a little bit more money, is a um, three seven. And okay. he kind of fucked off – he fucked off his ninth-grade year, so he, he should – the boys should make all A.
0: Yeah, dude, that ninth-grade year a? is a GPA anchor for, like, all kids. Oh, ninth-grade just fucks over yeah. every high school student. And he
1: just – and it's one of those things. And I said, well, you know what? And I, I, I was all anxious about it. I'm like, you know what? That's, he's got we, – we have a 529 plan. There's your money, dude. And it's a <laughs> decent amount of money. And, you know, you fuck off and didn't get it? That's on you. I went, wait a minute. That's on you. But I was, I was talking about our kids' like um, responsibility. I've let them make decisions for themselves. I mean, to the point you want to guide them, but they make decisions for themselves. Yeah. Like, and the high school taught us that when, like, Drew had a math class. And he wasn't catching this one terminal, one thing in the math class. And she said, well, maybe we should put him both of down one. But it's up to Drew to decide. Does he say in, in the gifted math or go down one? Oh, And I'm like, holy shit. That is, that is his decision. Yeah, because if and, he like, just
0: refuses, him, I mean, like.
1: Well, he, it? It, well, here's the thing. They need to start making those decisions for themselves gotcha. in high school because, because you don't just throw them out in the world in college and say, make decisions, boy. You know, right. he, he's, he's a person and he decides. And, and like the same with um, Sam, they have, you know, they have dual enrollment. Sam wanted to stay in high school and do AP classes. We thought dual enrollment is free, it's free money and blah, blah, blah. He's like, he didn't want that. That's your decision. I let him make his decision because that's what makes him happy. Gotcha. My thing is they need to make decisions that make them happy not decisions that we think will make them happy or we think is best because that's not – it's their life. They're their own person. And I hate that crap When parents think, oh, Susie's a little me and, and, and you know, little Robbie's a little you know, daddy and blah, blah, blah. They're their own person. Yes, you huh. created them. They have, you have influence, but they're their own person. And you can have 18 kids, and they're all going to be different. You can't, like, put your um,
0: – Preferences.
1: Your preferences on them, yeah, and you can't live through them.
2: Oh man, you had your
1: chance to be a kid. No doubt. Fuck off, lady. You weren't a dance. You want to be a dancer, and you couldn't. Now you go play Susie be a dancer. That's bullshit. You don't um, want to be a dancer, dude. You lost the, your chance. Move on.
2: Da-
0: dance and moms just, you- and coach dads are just fucking. Yes. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh, coach dads and BMX were horrible. There were some of them that were horrible. Oh god. <laughs> what, what? you know, to see the beginner was like go, 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 and then the intermediate is like go, 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 and the experts are like, okay, well hopefully it doesn't get hurt, you know, yeah. it, it, that. but it's it very much through, um, but the funny thing is the kids did Boy Scouts, and they had a thing called, they have the Pinewood Derby, where they built the car and all that Oh, dude, that. yeah, and classic, you have, and you have god, no classic. You build your car, you build your car, and there's no testing, that you can test it, I guess, if you're making a thing yourself, but there's no pre-testing it. So you've made it, you, you look on that line and look at, designs or whatever (laughs) did you just say look
0: on the line
1: (laughs) look on design look on look online for designs of things little tips and tricks but that's that's all you can do put the weight in the front versus the back whatever maybe that'll make it faster but it's one of those things these little kids in cub scouts they make their car and they hope it's the best you're gonna win or you're gonna lose there's a first second third place trophy and you don't get a trophy you know that's Life. life
2: Life. That's why, baby yeah. and
1: they cry and they get upset but you know what it's not everybody it's not that everybody gets a trophy day we've won first place trophies and we've got walked away with no trophy and that's where kids learn when there's winning and losing and you got to suck it up yeah. and you got so, to be a good if you're a good winner and you have to be a good loser as a, it was a good thing
0: well i'm wondering like as a parent it it's so hard to actually hope for your kid to go through difficulty right you know they oh, need God. to but at the same time oh. you're like you almost spend your whole time as a parent trying to help kids avoid hardships and difficulties.
1: Yeah. Um, but well, the, Boy are, Scout, go go no, say, the Boy
0: Scout. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, because the Boy Scout thing is a perfect example of that. We're like, dude, you're going to make a car and let's see where we stand. And if you lose, let's figure it out. And if you win, great. Don't be a dick. <laughs> you know?
1: Exactly. That's my thing. That's what I think about religion. I told my kids about religion. I said, here's the thing. I mean, there were. We're Catholic. We don't go to church now, but the kids have gone through, like, to First Communion, and they can decide after that what they want to do. But um,
0: Is that a Catholic probably- thing where the kids – is that, like, a standard practice of Catholicism yeah. where after First no. Communion the kids it's decide?
1: Confirmed. You, get, you get confirmed in high school, but I still think that's still too young to decide what you want to do and make a decision like that. Personally, for myself.
0: Help me understand. So just, I, and I don't know much about Catholicism. Um, oh, I, know, okay. I know communion. Like, you take the bread or whatever, yeah, and you accept. Okay. But what's con- okay, confirmation?
1: They're ba- okay, they're baptized as babies. Yeah. And then um, you take religion classes. And in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, something like that, um, then they do first communion. They do first confession and first communion. Okay, and, and that's like the Jesus. communion.
0: Is that the Jesus is my Savior communion?
1: Uh, I don't know what that means. I mean, well, like you accept no. you
0: accept Christ as your savior, is that what makes you eligible that, for communion?
1: Um, I'm trying to think how they, um.
0: Or is I'm that not, too more? Is that like more Christian than Catholic?
1: That's more Christian than Catholic.
0: Gotcha. All right. So the, yeah, that's what I'm. That's jacking more Christian up.
1: than Catholic. Now okay. the Catholics, the Catholics believe that when the priest does his stuff, that that, that, the, that the the the. The wafer and the wine become the body and blood of Christ, literally. Oh. Take that as you want to take it. Okay. You know what I mean?
0: Got gotcha, you, got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you.
1: Um, but when, um, but they're allowed to take. You know, uh, to, they're now. I do not say earned the right, but they've gone through the teaching, and you know they've been they've gone to understand through the classes or whatever. And then later on, they do more classes, and then the kids get confirmed as like older, like middle-aged. I want to say young high school age teenagers, and I just. For myself, I was just like – I still think that's indoctrinating them into a religion where I think they should make the choice. So if you can, and now they can go into church and receive communion Prop in – um. and I'm, obviously there are people that probably go to the Catholic church and receive communion that haven't, I wouldn't say, earned the right but kind of gone through what they're supposed to gone through. Okay. You know what I mean? But they can – they can – I would say legally, they can officially <laughs> receive communion, and, and they have. And the thing is that we gave them is a religious. Um. Um. Uh, i trying to think. A, a religion of the you're Catholic, because I grew up and I was like, I guess I'm Christian. Am I Baptist? I don't really know because I converted when before I got married. Um. Did the whole baptism, first communion, and um, confirmation all in one day at Eastern. It's a wonderful thing. I, I would almost suggest that over. Do it a little kid, the kid way. But um, um, what was the point? I don't know what the point was. I, guess, on, oh. I go, I go, in, I go circle.
0: Yeah. Well, no, it's all right you were. I was wondering what confirmation is, and then you kind of started bringing up the point, okay. which is okay.
1: You confirm when you go to do confirmation. You're you're saying I'm a Catholic and I will be a Catholic for life, and oh. that sort
2: of thing. So you're basically. getting married, yeah
1: yeah that kind of thing where you're you're now catholic and you you've made the choice and that's what you are forever and that kind of thing it's what it's
0: you know so if you were i
1: think they should go ahead
0: well no and honestly part of the um what i'm finding out with uh doing like audio conferences is you constantly almost like interrupt each other because you can't read the body language to make it natural so i'm sorry about that but i i find it interesting that you had the perspective of like not forcing the religion on your kids, and I constantly keep hearing this whole like empowerment of your children to choice and choice yeah. and experience. And I was wondering, like, how did that philosophy come into you? Um, like, where you are like parents were just hippies and free lovers, and they were like, go discover. My parents? My parents? <laughs> right? Like, what my was parents? the? <laughs>
1: Pardon me, my parents. No.
0: Oh no. Um, huh? That's just me. That's who I am. That's
1: right who, and I think that's just through, um. The learning I've gathered over the years, I guess. Gotcha. And that's more of what I gravitate towards—the more positive things and the more. Um, and maybe I, I don't. I don't really know where I. Came, I don't know where I got it from, to be honest. I can't say like, this one thing is where I got it from.
0: Right. Yeah. I. You know,
1: but like the, but like when the school said hey, it's Drew's choice, and we're like, well, shit, fire!" It is Drew's choice. He's, yeah. Right. It's a big boy, and and they almost push. They, I wouldn't say push it, but they say, "No way, it's Drew's choice." Cause they have to make decisions. They're going to go to college and make decisions on which class they're going to take. And their major, they need to be able to make a decision and be happy with it and, and, and take the consequences good or bad. Oh no, dude, I'm,
0: it... I'm with you hundred percent on that, man. I mean, I just, I find it interesting when people, um, are that open with that philosophy and that empowering, especially with something like religion, where that's hugely personal to so many families, right? And yeah. you see so many kids. Just going with what the parents go through because that's what's important to the parents, and it to me it's interesting. I don't I don't know if I know many Catholics. If I do, maybe they're closet Catholics. But yeah, like I, I've always heard that thing. Like when you said it about the uh, you know the priest and it their word and this is actually blood and I've like transformed this wine to the blood of Christ and you're part of this ritual. Like it's very legal based, right? It's
1: it's very rule based. Yeah, and I, I kind of liked. It's traditional, and the thing about this in the Catholic Church is the the scriptures from that are going to be read in Georgia are going to be the same ones that are going to be read in Florida, and it's it's very and it's almost the same service, and it's very um, it's a lot of rich tradition in it. Right. They've changed it a little bit since I went, so now I don't remember everything. Yeah, but I like that. I like the tradition, and not... I just like that's what I liked was the tradition of it, because because I think like what you're giving your kids is a a religious – oh, God, I had the word in my, the word in my head. Um, inheritance, kind of. Right. You are this. Because a kid grows up Jewish. Their mom and daddy are Jewish. You're Jewish. You're, you, you, you inherit your religion from your parents. Yeah, you're it's Muslim your identity. Your mom and daddy were Muslim. You know, it's not like I'm going to raise Sam and Drew, and then Drew's going to grow up. I'm Muslim now. It's like you are, you are what your parents are. And that's what people get all assy about, stuff like that. It's like you inherited that like your hair color because that's what your parents were, and they – you know it's like why be a dick about that?
0: you gotcha. and it's yeah. all
1: and it should and religion should this is what I think about religion it should guide you into being a nice person and my thing about religion what i get back to it, is if you religion is, can be summed down to don't be a dick <laughs> it, it's feeling for people are you being a dick yeah murder people are you being a dick yeah you know fornicate with your neighbor's wife you being a dick yeah kinda you know yeah, if you're well, being nice to your neighbor then you're not being a dick it's that kind of thing it's like there's a there's a
2: the golden thing rule that I
1: saw in the Bible that says to love God is to love your neighbor, and that doesn't mean the neighbor that's like you. That means your neighbor next door who could be the opposite of you and everything else. And if you're not loving your neighbor, you're not loving God. And it's a very interesting thing to think about that. That if you're not being a loving person, even to someone who's being ugly to you and being mean, you have to be 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 loving to the people that are being mean to you. Not not say let them hurt you, but be compassionate to people who are hurt who are having problems
0: yeah yeah for sure
1: they keep boundaries I mean there's boundaries for people like you know I have certain ones in my family there's boundaries but but it's that thing if if you can't be compassionate and loving to your neighbor na- and it was a really thing I had to got this I used to work harley Davidson, and I got this they have the little Bibles that they used to have at the front or whatever um and I opened it up and it was open to that scripture and it said to love God is to love your neighbor or whatever it says if, if to love other people, love God, you have to love your neighbor. If you're not loving your neighbor, you're not loving God, and it's a very interesting thing. Um, so I'm not really, I'm not very much of a. There's certain scriptures that are that are cool or whatever, but I'm not a Bible thumper. It, the Bible says, you know, I'm not into all that crap. But there's certain things like that, and you think, oh shit, if I'm if I'm being shitty to my the lady across the street, I'm being an asshole. Right? That's not cool.
0: Yeah, it seems like you look at it more like it's a philosophy more so than a doctrine.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: Right. So definitely. I think
1: I, I think religion should make you. I, and and if this is my thing too, my kids are good people. They're loving, kind people. And I think if you get it from going to going to the the church down the street, and going to a building with everybody else and singing the songs and saying hallelujah, then okay. And some people do it because they love going to church. Right. They love the community. They love the people, and they love giving to that community and stuff. That's I, I got saw a lot of that at the Catholic church I went to, and it was a smaller one at the time, and it kind of grew, but but it was a smaller way. It was a really lovely community. Um,
0: well, I think that's, that was the original intent of the church, right, is to yeah. have a community and to have support, and we're going to be here for you.
1: We're, exactly, and now it's tithing, and we got to pay these bills, motherfucker.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that,
1: what, hey, the mortgages do. What y'all going to get for the mortgage? Like, <laughs> like,
0: were you raised yeah. up pretty religious? No. Oh, really? No. Okay.
1: Um, I've never my, – my mother goes to church now, and she helps with the um, – um, Bible school for the children or whatever. I guess it's a. I guess it's a Baptist church, but my mother never attended church with us as children. So my then, how
0: would you get them. into it if you didn't get raised in it? I've
1: always been a spiritual person. I've, I, I went a little bit when I was a kid to like the Baptist church up the street. I always wanted that, but didn't have it. And my grandmother was a religious person, oh. and, and not in a not in a in a loving in a loving non judgmental way. Just in a in a God loves this kind of way. Not in a the Bible says, you know, that kind
0: of way. But oh, no, yeah, I'm with um, you. But but I think it's interesting too that I think people look for that, if you want, like the moral compass, right? Like,
2: yeah, it's innate oh, in yeah. people
0: to just want to know, like, what am I kind of supposed to do? And yeah, and and, yeah. and it's interesting that you didn't have, I don't want to say you didn't have it, but if that wasn't yeah. a part, and then you went and sought it, that that's interesting. Yeah, well,
1: and too, you I know, mean, we want to get married like in a church. And the funny thing. When I'm um, trying to decide or whatever, and the funny thing is I was looking down. It was at the parking lot where I used to work. I used to work at a grocery store when I was in college. And I walked, looked down, and there, I still have it. There was a Pope, um, what do you call it, religious medal. Okay. So I looked down and found it on the ground, and I'm like, oh, my God, we should do it in the Catholic Church. It kind of made the decision for me. It was a great decision. I'm into weird shit like what, that. Was it just like, like really okay,
0: shiny, and that's what was no, appealing? It's or it's the all, dudes...
1: No, it was, it was just an old one that fell on the ground, and I still have it. it but it's, it's one of those things I think –
0: Did you see it as an know, omen?
1: Um, like, no. oh, my God,
0: it was meant to be. We need to. It wasn't that. You're just that in- –
1: um, I saw it as a good sign. Okay. not a bad thing. So I was like, "Oh, this is this is the thing I should do." It was, it was relief, and like, you know, the answer. Yeah, Does that make I mean, no, yeah, hundred percent. Well, let me tell you some background. My parents divorced when I was five, and I lived with my unemotionally supportive mother, and my father, um, who was a wonderful, kind man. Uh, we lived in Miami, and he had. I think what I pieced together mentally is that to pay child support, he had to get a promotion, so he got a promotion to. to- to Atlanta, which is where I live now, the, the south side of Atlanta. Um so they literally ever he lived in Atlanta. And that's why where he had to get a job to be able to support pay the child support and all that shit. Um Um what was the point of that? Oh, <laughs> that. Oh, Lord. But anyway, my mother's very unemotionally un- supportive. Yeah, I was going to su- say very, I um, you,
0: you went off you wanted to get married in the Catholic church
1: after know, finding a Pope I'm card. About, I'm very I'm very when I talk. Yeah. Um, but my mom's very unemo- not a very emotionally supportive person. She now she's into the church. That woman church shames me. That woman has a damn nerve. I went to uh, okay. I'm gonna just, real quickly. I went to go. She had to go to the oral surgeon. So my brother had to go somewhere. He was he, he lives with her, which is good that he can help take care of her. Um, and I don't have to uh, because that's not healthy for me. Not because I'm not a nice person. It's not healthy for me mentally because. Eh. Do you just kind of have that anyway, relationship
0: with your mom, huh?
1: No. Oh no, no! And my kids all know she's an asshole to you. Why do you keep trying? i said, I don't know. Y'all, she's your grandmother, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. and they're like, why? We don't. I mean, why? If she, we, just, we deal with her at Christmas and Thanksgiving, and she does her thing. I try to call, like with the, you know, with the, um, you know, the kung fu virus. I'm like, okay, how you doing, mom? You doing okay? Okay, good. You know, she's all have you ever about thought about oxygenate. why
0: that is? Like why the relationship's like that between you and her?
1: Um, it's her. I always thought, it, you know, it's, she's a very unemotionally supportive person. She's very, um, she, we, were, we weren't, we were important to her. My brother and I weren't important to her. Her dogs were important to her. She's a dog person. Her dogs are important to her. She took pictures of her children at the end of the role of the film that she took for the dogs. And, it, and it's been dogs and whatever she's obsessed with right now. She's obsessed with church right now. Now she's, she's, She's juice plus shame to me. She's, you know, whatever other things she's gotten into. And um, now it's church shaming me. That I should go to church. And I went to, well, when I went to go to the oral surgeon to sit with her because she hadn't have an oral person with her. That woman, the first thing she said to me, not how are the kids? How's your job? So I got a new job. After being I stayed home mom for 17 years, I got a new job or whatever. She said, so are you going to church? It was the first thing that bitch said to me.
0: <laughs> and, but why so is that offensive say, to and you?
1: I said, well – Because it's the tone. It's not, oh, hi, honey, are you going to church? So you're going to church? And I said, no, not right now. Is that good enough? Yeah. We had issues. And and I realize it's not my fault. It's her baggage from her childhood that she hasn't dealt with. Instead of becoming a stronger or resilient person, she became a victim of it.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah yeah and And i I wonder like so
0: when you say that i wonder if that's part of you wanting to empower your kids versus have them, you know setting them up to be victims because they've never felt power right like to empower you must give power right and it's your choice and we're gonna we're gonna figure out the fucking consequences if it comes down to it and that that's interesting i I wonder if that's the connection
1: and the thing with her with you know you know she was a single parent oh well a divorced mother, okay. And my dad lived here for a little while, then had to get because you get promoted in the FAA, you get transfers, and he was in Memphis for a little while. Then he he was in Amelia Island, and he passed away when I was twenty-one. So he lived there, you know, not as far, whatever. But um,
0: do you remember um, how you took it when he moved away? Like, were you okay with it? Were you super disappointed with it?
1: Uh, I was young, you know. I don't, um. I do – one of my last memories when we were in Miami is him driving off. Right. You know? And it's and I don't remember the, how I felt about it at the time. But as an adult, I look at that now, and that's heartbreaking. Yeah. You know? Dude, but that's, I don't that... remember how I felt when my dad moved from – he lived in Riverdale for a little while. They were Marietta, and they went to the Riverdale. And I don't remember how I felt because I was probably eight, nine years old. So I don't yeah. remember how emotionally I felt. I don't remember I – don't, I don't have this feeling I'm missing him so much. It's not that I didn't care, but um, – Yeah, kids it, just it, it cope. probably it is what it is. It's probably – it is what it is situation. Yeah. You know, it's all you know. You don't – it's not like I came from a I, – I mean, I don't even – I vaguely remember my parents living together. Well, I remember putting tape between them when they were fighting. I remember them fighting in the outside and a neighbor kind of taking us a lot, you know, away from it. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. I remember my dad squirting the hose out of the dogs in the, from the little Florida room or whatever. They're barking or something. I have very little memories of them together. So right. it's, it's very like, is what it is. Because
0: well, they're think- very
1: resilient and they just deal. We de- as a child, you deal. And I think you become an adult and then you have your own children. And you look at that and you're like, what in the holy fucking hell were you people
0: thinking? <laughs> or was she thinking? <laughs> no doubt. I'm
1: like, bitch, what were you thinking? Like what she said. She divorced my father because he would not do what she wanted. He won't let me do what I want, and and will go, oh, okay. As an adult, you go, what in the fucking hell is wrong with you? I did not have my father because you didn't, you couldn't get your way. Right? That's ridiculous. going to kill us. That just tells you, and is, I, it's something I've dealt with for a very long time. And I realize it's not my fault. And that's all I can say. Um,
0: do you feel you know, guilty about my, it?
1: Um, I, I, or at least
0: it sounds like you did at one point feel guilty about I feeling at one this point, way.
1: And I kept trying for my kids. Well, she's their grandmother. And it took me – this past year, I finally went – and a friend of mine had issues with her mother too, and she realized – she told me – I got to a point where I realized I didn't have to love my mother. She was raised by her grandmother and a grandfather. Oh,
2: wow. That's um, a powerful mother, statement. I,
1: I, the mother – yeah, she was in therapy for a very long time, like from the time she was little to, like, 17. Um, but the mother pretty much dumped her off at her, with, her, with her own mother when she was 17 or something. Um, the day after, she brought, they brought her home, and she left them back. Before that morning was up, I think she gave her a name, and then she—I don't want to say the name—but she gave her a name, and she popped silk and bailed, and she—they're she, back. Actually, they're working on the relationship now, from what I understand. Um, but there's several years there. She realized I don't have to love my mother, and that was empowering to be like I don't have to love, and I don't—I never felt loved. It's a weird thing because she wasn't loving to us, so then you don't like she never told us. I don't remember her saying I love you. I tell my damn kids. I uh, th- I love them all the time. <laughs> I mean, by God, and that fucking woman be- And it you just, it just, and it, it, becomes your normal, and you realize what the fuck's wrong with you. Yeah. And I just, and and of course she has, she has baggage of her own, and she became a victim of it. And she's seventy eight, seventy nine, whatever the hell old she is. She's old, and she's on oxygen, and she's got five, ten years left, maybe. And I'm just what my what I'm doing now is being, you know, they say you know honor your mother and your father. Yeah. I'm polite to her and I and I what I figured out I, she's a damaged person and I got to the point where I realized okay she's just a damaged person people are damaged I meet her where she is when we got Hank my dog Hank um, I she didn't like my dog solely because she didn't get to pick him so she wasn't as nice about solely and she still oh god anyway she has issues <laughs> with stuff but anyway I can relate to her with dogs. she cares about dogs and church I'm not going to the church route with her I'll tell her to fuck off Gotcha. I said, and I, you know what I've done with her when she tried to church shame me and talk all this shit? I said, oh. you know what? God gave me these children raised. So I think I can make the decision. He, he trusted me to make the decision for him.' And that's one of those things these, these damn church people was like, what do you say? Well, God, well, I, okay. I, oh, okay. There's no comeback to that. Yep. But I will not go to the church route with her because it's phony baloney nonsense.
0: Well, yeah, but and I will
1: talk dogs with her like Hank's doing this. What about agility with him or, or, or what's the sniffing thing called? With a dog sniff a tra- trailing or sniffing, whatever it is.
0: Sniffing? Um, I'm unfamiliar with the sniffing. I thought at first you said snipping like toenails or their paws. No, snipping. No, no. Well, like, they do,
1: you know, they do agility with them, like where they jump little poop things. Oh, okay,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. You know
1: when, like, bloodhounds, they smell a trail? Yes. Whatever that's called. Tracking? But Hank likes to sniff. Tracking. Tracking. And I thought, oh, well, my mom might know about that. I'll meet her where she is. I'll meet her with dogs, and I'll check on her, because that will make me feel better when she's dead. And I try to be kind and polite to her, but I will, she will. I will not allow her to be abusive. I will not allow her to be. She. She messes with my children. The bitch is gone. Gotcha. She
0: messes yeah, with my well, children. Well, I mean, I she think she
1: can fuck with me, and that's fine. She loves Pete, my husband, because he's not, he, he puts up with her nonsense and just listens and tunes it out. He don't give shit. He tunes it out. I don't care. He's like, okay, sure, dogs, whatever. It her being so self centered. Bothers me. So I don't. It, it it's one of those things. Pete says, and now it doesn't do it as much for me. He goes, it ruins you for days when you when you get on the phone with her. Don't talk to her. He would take her to doctor appointments. He would answer the phone. Yeah, so right. I didn't have to listen to her non just. And now I'm at the point. I just want to be polite and be the good person I am. So when she dies, I won't feel like, you know, if I cut her off, I would feel bad later, and I don't want to have regret. And I want the kids see her on Thanksgiving, Christmas. By the way, she lives 30 minutes away. Um, she forgot the kids' birthdays this year. I don't know if that's old age, or if it's don't give a fuck.
0: We can chalk it up to old age. Let's go old age. Let's say
1: old age. Let's say yeah, old it age. Could be old age. I, but she's very, <laughs> but she's actually she's very um mentally with it. I mean, she plays bridge and does this and does that. So she's her mental faculties are there. So I don't know. It's just God bless her, and I hope she, you know, I try to respect, try to be respectful and polite, but. You know, I don't, Dude, I don't well, know. no, it's it,
0: it's a it's a serious conundrum, um, and it's interesting because I guess she would be the would she she would be considered I guess the baby boomers, right? Like where yeah. World War II comes yeah, home, and she's 41. a child, right? Like she's a child of war, right? And the relationships it, it with the children who came because dads came back from war and their kids is some is like there's a little psychological something about it because the culture has changed so rapidly and people are super resistant to change so you don't know what that does to people who fear who grew up around war like that like we might have a bunch of fucking germaphobe kids in the next 30 years (laughs) because of corona and they might fear physical contact and like the human population may take a huge fucking dive because they're like i'm gonna catch a virus you know like you don't know the impact psychologically, and then you couple that with now all of a sudden you're getting exposed to all sorts of media, and your 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 world is expanding beyond your house as you grow up, and then people fight that, and it leads to conflict. Like there's all sorts of unresolved shit no. between relationships and parents and kids. Like,
1: well, I think I feel she, that's pretty she normal. Rel- she had a there there were issues with her mother. I don't want to really go into all that, but and her father, um. That caused some of that. I don't think it was necessarily the wartime. She was born in 41. I'm okay. Think. I don't know my history very well, but. Um,
0: yeah, I think that's actually pre-war. Actually, it was 41 Pearl Harbor.
1: I don't know. I don't know my date.
0: Let's see. I'm literally. Yeah. Good for me. December 7th, 1941.
1: Okay. So she was born then. So probably by the time she was growing up, it would have been pre- it had been pre-Vietnam, so like by the time my my dad and her um, were married and have the kids and all that stuff, he was too old to go to Vietnam, and she was probably they were older, too old for Vietnam. And then, yeah, so
0: yeah, was- dude. I mean, like, and that's something just shifting a little bit as um a guy who kind of, I was in my twenties with nine eleven, um fuck man, like you think about forty one and Vietnam sixties, like what a fucking stretch if you were five years old say you were born like 1935 and your life dealt with world war II and Vietnam. Yeah. Like that, that, that's powerful. That's a lot of uncertainty, oh, yeah. especially the way that like news was so limited. Then you had your two, three channels. It was on every night. Like that was it. I dude, we, this corona people cannot get past this coronavirus and it's like dude turn off the news and like refocus somewhere else man of course you're gonna oh, think exactly. it's a I pandemic
1: i look like i can still go to work we're kind of we sell um ppe stuff so i can still go to work which is nice to have a routine but i come home i'm listening to music i'm trying to clean the house you know i may watch some of my housewife shows i think i've watched one or two but like <laughs> the tv is just like it's, it's like I mean, they, you know, he watches HLN in the morning or whatever, and, you know, that's not too bad. But it gets to be so – you know what the thing about that is you're watching news. That's not news.
0: It's commercial. Well, no, well, it's immensely well, sensationalized. What well,
1: this thing I want to say. You're watching – and I, I know the coronavirus thing, let's, let's say before that. You're watching a lot of news, especially with politics, about things you can't control. People are on the Facebook and on the Instagram and all this kind of stuff. And they're they're all up and they're got their panties all up in a wad about Trump <laughs> and this and this dude that dude. You can't control shit of that stuff. You can vote and then I vote and yeah. I I pull my shoot and bail. Now yeah. you should be involved in local politics. I live in a small town. I should be going to I should be going to like city council meetings to find out what's going on in my town. Yeah, that's one that's ticket, something definitely doesn't happen. Point, yes, you can write about let's say oh we want to free the you know something's going on. Write your congressman. who cool, do that? But bail out of that fucking shit. Let them motherfuckers up there and let them fight and fuss and bitch and moan and raise their money and do all their bullshit and just stay the fuck out of it. I don't want to hear it. I got to the point <laughs> it's like I don't need any of this nonsense. I'll give you a shit what Trump does, what tweets he gives. I don't fucking care. Yeah. I want to see what on the news like what's happening, what's going on, like with this virus stuff. But like the rest of their nonsense, they're bickering, then this one Pelosi's bickering with him and that—that's nonsense. I don't need that in my life. It's like that's just yeah. that's a waste, of, waste of energy, wasted brain room i don't need any of that and i I, i've gotten out of what i've done as i've got older is eliminated that nonsense because it's it's horrible to have things that you're like you can't control and when you can't control pelosi's doing this and the guns are gonna take our guns all these things you can't really control it gives you this sense of powerlessness and then you feel if you're powerless you feel fearful and then just fucking up your mind i i I mean, I used, to, I used to get so stressed out, and I love teachers, and don't get me wrong. I used to get so stressed out, I was like, God, do you have teacher gifts at the end of the year? What am I going to get them? Oh, my God, oh, my God. I finally <laughs> – You, I, and
0: you I didn't just God, bake? They, Why don't you just bake I, a batch they, of cookies? They, call they, it a day, they, man.
1: See, they don't – well, they don't, want, they don't want cookies and stuff. But I'm telling you, every time they said, we're taking up $10, I throw some money at that thing, and go, woo, and get out of it. But I quit like things that gave me anxiety. Cause those teachers, they love the kids. They'd rather have a card, a heartfelt card that says you were something, my favorite teacher. I loved you so much. They don't want the cookies and the stuffed animal and all that crap. They, right. I mean, they don't, They really don't. We had a neighbor who was a teacher. It's like, here, do you want this stuffed animal and this, you know? Like, and they love they thank the kid for it. But it's like, you know. Um, but I got I finally got to the point. I'm like, now we give gift cards. Like the the music teacher was really great. Just through in the middle school, they gave him the you know bigger gift card for Christmas and stuff. But, like, um, he did free lessons for Drew for Drop. He's a percussionist. Um, so we, you know, gave him a nice gift card for, for you know, Christmas and stuff. But um, so we're not, like, we don't care. But it's one of those things that I've tried to eliminate things that cause me anxiety and, and, like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, I used to make the kid's birthday cake. Not just a regular cake. I made, like, a fish cake one year and a Batman cake. And. And Pete finally said, this is, this is too much stress on you. Get fix the <laughs> icing and all this shit. He goes, no, we're buying it the damn public. Fuck this shit. And like one year, Drew wanted the monster trucks. So we got a green cake and put some monster trucks on it, you know, and were that you, was his monster truck cake. I was going to say, were you okay, okay you with that, really that okay. you didn't make it? Yeah. It got to the point where like, wow, that is a less stress. And I can make it. Like I made birthday cakes now. They're older. There so needs to be a cake. And if it was enjoyable, it was enjoyable, but then it was kind of like a lot of stress. Yeah, yeah. So it's like and I think you I think it's a good idea to eliminate as much unnecessary stress from your life as you possibly can. And that's on being almost fifty, you realize how much it's bullshit. There's so much bullshit people people care about and worry about. It's just bullshit. It's it's and, and like I caring about what people think. I'm almost fifty. I don't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> I, I mean I care what my friends think, I care but if you're gonna be a judgmental asshole and say my ass is too big or I'm too short, my hair's not the right color. Fuck you. Go, go, go like your own goddamn porch? I sleep on my porch. You sleep on your porch. So that's nonsense.
0: There, there's two it things really... that interest me about that. Number, number one, at 50 years old, still worrying about your ass. That's kind of interesting to me. Is that like, <laughs> is that, is that a typical, like you're not, you're, you're thinking no, yoga pants or like, no, man, no, I'm not yoga no. pantsing. People still comment no, no, on no, that, no, like no, that no, when I, you're going out. Here,
1: I have an, uh, I have that's, a nice ass. So don't get don't, hey, let's let's go back I have a nice ass. I, ass. I guess
0: I wasn't I, I wasn't saying trying saying, to imply you
1: know people worried that other people are judging. Like you go to the gym and oh my god, that fit girl there thinks I'm you know I'm not skinny as Her that people are uh, judging okay. me for whatever. Got gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. you,
0: got you, got you. And then no, you I said
1: I've put on the record. I have a nice I have a nice <laughs> little booty now. I've been told. So. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you brought up porch and you brought up small town, and I'm from uh, Delaware, which I guess is right. It, it, I guess it would be considered north. Um, I believe I'm north yeah. of the Mason-Dixon line, um, if that's still your standard. But being in the south and saying you're from a small town, I'm interested in how that plays with this, um, like just just with this empowerment philosophy and you're kind of like not anti-religion, but, no. but like being your own individual. Because I, when I think of the oh. south, I think it's like all about family, all about heritage, all about... Who like um, those roots? Am I am I thinking about that wrong?
1: Um, I think people categorize the South as, as as different, and we're not that much different. We may talk a little different, um, but and like okay, my neighborhood it's all a, it's a small little. I live in downtown Sonoya, and it we all the, all, the, all the all the when they built this neighborhood they had um they wanted to keep it historical looking, so all the all every house in the neighborhood it's not a very big neighborhood has a, has a has a covered front porch, you know, so okay. it's very nice, um, but, um, no, I mean, I I think, and I haven't always lived in Snowy. I've lived in Riverdale. I've lived in, you know, I've always lived in the, I've never lived really in the big city. I've lived kind of in the suburbs, and this is just a small town, because, um, like, the next city over is Peachtree City, and that's a bigger city with all their, you know, and Noonan is right down the road, but this is like a... If you say the city limits is a small town, but then you go there's and it's kind of out. If you go outside of our little city, if you're in the country with, you know, cow pastures and
0: right. So how big's the school your kids go to? Like, what's the population? Three, do you know?
1: Three thousand kids
0: in a high school. Yes. Oh wow, yeah, that's fairly large then.
1: We have three. We have pardon. We have three high schools. They really need another one. No. But I'm hoping with this kids, when they're talking about online schooling, it'd be so wonderful for the kids who don't give a fuck about going to high school that they would rather homeschool, like, I don't want, okay, there's homeschooling that ha, that organizations do homeschooling, like ABC homeschooling thing.
2: Okay. Um,
1: and then there's, like, like now that they've been doing a lot of online schooling through the government high school, the county high school or whatever. Um, so then you have activities like football and, you know, the regular kids' activities that kids go to high school with. Um, but it would be really interesting if, if, if for high school, especially when kids want to work and do other things, That they allow the kids to decide, hey, we're going to have some online classes over here. Do you want to do, you know, come to the high school every day? It'd be interesting because they they might be able to cut that population by a third. Yeah, possibly. And some of the kids just say, shit, I'd rather be at home and get up at 12 o'clock and do my online stuff and send that shit in. And and maybe come into class for football games or come into class once a month or once a week or once every two weeks for some kind of social. Thing that keeps them connected, and you know, um, and do more of those things or opportunities. But I mean, I think that'd be so interesting because these kids are computer based. I saw these fuckers do yeah, they're on the computer, YouTube, and you know,
0: they're hundred like, percent computer based. But I, I think of homeschooling. I've, I've been wondering this. Like, is that is internet a good way to learn? Like, how do people um, learn? Right. Like as a parent, you don't worry about a kid just like getting an article, getting kicked a couple of questions and then the teacher like grading it and that's it kind of a thing that doesn't concern you.
1: Yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, like when they were in elementary school, there, there's like there's some of the teachers that just taught with worksheets, you know, um, I don't know. I kind of think. I think you could, I think you could, they can learn a lot in an online setting. Like you have videos, you have, which what they're used to looking up, they're used to looking at YouTube videos and,
2: right.
1: you know, looking at Reddit for reading articles. And, and obviously you're giving, you're giving them real things to read, not opinions and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I haven't, I, I think it's, and I think college should be the same way. I think it's how those kids learn. We learned in my age, you know, graduated in 1988 we learned we didn't have we didn't have internet we had books and you carried your book around and all that um i think we learned pencil and paper sitting at a desk i think these kids i think they can learn just as much as i more sitting in front of a computer and especially if they have a if they have a teacher that they can even, even if they had to go into the school and talk to a teacher explain this i don't get it um i i i just have a i don't i think we need to rethink how we do things we've been we're doing things the same damn way we've been doing them since 1942, and we need to go, wait a minute, these yep. are different kids. Right. These kids these kids are, my kids may or may not have a graduation, but I was pregnant with him during 9-11, and most, and I did the math, I'm like, oh my God, this whole class of kids, most of their mamas were pregnant with them when 9-11 happened. So these are the first kids to graduate high school, as, you know, they were born babies after 9-11, if that makes sense. Yeah, and now they're graduating high school, and there goes this damn coronavirus stuff. And they, 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 they're, their senior year got cut off, and on March twelfth, those poor children didn't know that that was the last day of school for them, and didn't get to say goodbye. I mean, they'll figure out a way to say goodbye to your friends. You have texting and internet, and Facebook, and they don't do Facebook, Instagram, and you know parties. You could, you could get together eventually, and they probably all will. But they didn't know his senior year's cut in half. He probably wasn't going to go to a prom, and I don't. I mean. But like no, probably no graduation. They may try to do something in the end of the summer. Like our our chief said, you know, we're the Indians, East Coweta Indians. Um, and our principal's chief, Chief Allen, he's the awesomest man in the whole world.
0: Wait, um, like a love, legitimate us, Indian?
1: No, 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 no. No, we're the. That's our team name.
0: Yeah, but so and, the and principal is Chief Allen, though. Like, what is that? Like
1: chief of uh, Indian chief?
0: That's what I'm saying. Like he's an actual like Native American. <laughs> no, 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 no. no.
1: no He's, he, no, he's just a, a regular white guy.
0: But they call him but no, Chief?
1: Chief. Yeah, because he, it's just a nickname.
0: Got gotcha, you, got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. Okay, I'm with you now. Yeah. I was like, uh, yeah, okay. I'm sorry,
1: but, but but Chief, we call him Chief. But like, he, he he tells those kids every day, if someone hasn't told you today, if someone hasn't told you today, I love you and I always will. He says that those children every single day, and it's the most wonderful. He's kind. He he promotes. You know, y'all need to love each other and. Be good to each other, forgive people, and don't hold grudges. And that's what my kids hear every damn day at that high school, and it's the most wonderful thing in the entire world.
0: Have you been? Um, Have you been pretty happy with how the online or distance learning has been going?
1: They haven't done a whole lot of it. I need to get on to them about if they're supposed to be doing assignments, but they haven't had to do a lot of it. Oh, really? They pretty much said, "Look, not everybody has internet access." Gotcha. So you can't hold like this one accountable for it, but it has internet, and this one not. So I don't know. I need to get on them about. if they need to be doing assignments and stuff. I told them, I said, you have to check Google Classroom. They're supposed to be doing it, but. Gotcha. So, I don't really know. I don't know how it, you know. We haven't actually tried it. Some other county next to us, they're intense. It's like somebody said that their kid had, had to color up, had to do some art craft project, take a picture of it, send it to the teacher. Right. Uh, that's nonsense, but okay. You know, well, I mean you that younger you're,
0: that okay. learning gaps real when you're young, man, you know, like if you're, if you're oh, dealing yeah. with high school, you're kind of, I don't know if you're established, but you're definitely where you're going to place when you're in kindergarten, man, you lose three, four months and you need those three, four months of feedback. And I guess that's what I was thinking with oh, yeah. the homeschooling. It, it's funny. Cause you take a class of whatever, 25, 30 people and the teacher gets three or four I would imagine most teachers get like four classes a day, maybe six, but four classes a day. So basically, you got 100, 120 kids that you're dealing with. Online learning, I don't know if teachers would be equipped to deal with 100 kids having all sorts of individual questions. Like, could you imagine getting 100 emails well, every day well, like, and having okay, to answer the, them?
1: Well, here's the thing with like, you figure first grade through third or fourth they only have one group of kids you have 30 kids your
0: yeah way yeah dude i definitely and, don't and think that like young fifth, you could do online fourth learning and
1: fifth grade they they would swap maybe yeah. math and reading or something i was thinking more um, high school ish yeah i don't know i mean i don't i i, I don't know oh. i don't know i mean i guess it's one of those things if you're not in i guess if the teacher has eight hours a day to work and she's not having it like that in front of the classroom talking about things, she could be doing email. You could be doing email stuff. Cause yeah. they do it in college, they right. college professors do it. Hundred
0: you know? percent. And I, it got me thinking too. Like you used to have to go to school to like get the textbook, right? Because like that was the knowledge. The textbook yeah. was the knowledge, and now it's all, it, it it's just internet. You know, they, the knowledge don't have is out textbooks. there. Yeah, exactly. They don't
1: have textbooks. It's like where's your textbook? I don't know. We, we look online at something, and yeah, it's a whole different. It's a completely different learning environment it's completely yeah. really different um, they're different kids they grew up with internet and you know we got I got internet and all that crap when I was like 20 something years old I mean you know it's I mean it was dial up and all that crap so it's like I think things need uh, hopefully after this whole this whole virus thing is over pe- the people will open up to ideas because we're teaching these kids in the same way they're, they were taught in 1942 and we're in 2020 and they need to be taught how to how to get a job and how to how to prepare for life in this era, not in 1942. Now, I don't know anything wrong with 1942, but I mean, <laughs> we're not teaching. Well, I mean, we're not teaching. They need to learn. They well, we need to because they, they they're being they're te- and the kids even know. They roll their eyes. Yeah, I I I, I got a diagram of leaf. I had no idea how to do my taxes. I, I know I know a parallelogram, but I don't know how to you know open a checking account. It's like, and maybe that's something your parents should teach you, but. They're, they, Those kids roll their eyes. They're learning shit that they know damn well they're never going to take into, into yeah. life, and they, it's a waste of damn time. They
0: almost come to, like, the age of awareness, and, and that's part of, like, a high schooler. They come to the age of awareness. They're like, look, man, this is important to my life. Like, I don't need this bullshit, and it yeah. you know, it can lead to some issues. It really can.
1: The funny thing, I've, I've, even, ta- I've even messaged, you know, um, his little friends. Like, they were online, or they, during the time when they're supposed to be in class, post on Instagram. I said, aren't you supposed to be in class? And they'll say yeah or something. And I said, I said, I go on learn, learn all that stuff that you're not gonna learn. You know, learn all that, do good right, get good grades, and all that crap. You're never gonna use them. Do you ever gonna use in life? And they say, roll their, they get, you know, in some lol or roll eyes thing. They all know. Yeah. They're all like, what? The-? They need to be learning computer skills and computer languages. I don't know what they're learning because the Sam does this thing, and I mean, I'm not as, I don't say not into it. Like Sam did, he did the STEM program and he picked his classes and. He's graduating and it's all good. And he picked what he wanted to take and all that. So Drew's, go ahead.
0: Well, no, I was just gonna ask you because I um, you, you seem like you give a lot of thought to stuff, and I was wondering, do you have any like weird conspiracy theories that you are just willing to die for? No. No, you don't go down any I'm of not those rabbit holes. Th-
1: no. Oh dear Lord, no. 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 I huh. mean, there's some stuff that you might think, well, maybe something, but not like, not like nine eleven was was a. Was a you know, it was, it was all the government. Not no. Okay. Oh
0: Lord, no. Yeah, I wasn't no, sure. That's crazy. I don't know if that's more. No, I'm
1: smart, but I'm, I'm smart, but I'm like I have common sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, you know, like you know who gets on? Okay, the Rogan podcast. That guy, um, the Jujitsu guy. It's his buddy that does the.
0: I feel like he has like uh, twenty of them on there, man. There's always no dance, it, Okay, you know, okay, well, They
1: did. Okay, they, it's it, It's the. Oh crap! I can't think of the guy's name. But he'll do They'll do the um,
0: – Was it the Buddhist um, jiu-jitsu guy from, like, a couple weeks no, ago?
1: It's – okay, they'll do the um, uh, Fight Companion. And that guy that teaches jiu-jitsu at the um, third – something that Joe wrote – Joe does
2: uh,
0: – Yeah, I don't listen to any of the Fight Companion ones, to be honest with you. Okay,
1: but that guy goes down deep into conspiracy theory shit. He, he falls deep into it. And I'm like, oh, Jay, please stop. Uh, 9-11 was a thing and the government got to get us and i'm like god dang i mean i understand we don't know everything that the government does i don't believe really, that's fine i don't care but like no i don't think that you know 9-11 is a conspiracy and oh god no that's just too, that's no
0: so let me no. ask you this then because i am supposed to ask you your story and on the original one oh. that i fucked all up um i didn't oh, get to okay. you know um redo that but we got bmx okay. we got kids religion um, being stay-at-home mom, like what else? Yeah. Um you seem to have like a little bit of a renaissance in in your forties, <laughs> where you were uh, getting yeah, into I stuff.
1: Came, yeah, I kind of I um, I don't know because I had little kids. I had I my kids. I was thirty, going on thirty-two, and I had Drew when I was going on thirty-four. So like, and so you got to live that, a little bit of
0: life in your twenties, huh?
1: No,
0: no. Like what Never are you doing needed. in your twenties without kids, man? Should be traveling. Um,
1: a little bit of traveling, like a little bit. But I was um, I got not be really loud. Um, uh, it was okay. I mean, we <laughs> we did some ski trips and stuff. But I'm getting divorced, and amica- very amicably, very
2: oh, you know, gotcha. soon the
1: world opens back up, we're going to the courthouse and making some. We're both ready. We tried to make this work. I'm a different per. I'm very emotionally. Not emotionally driven, but a very feeling person. He's a very—I don't know—a nice way to say it. Um,
0: Careful now; his, okay, this shit's getting okay, posted. Okay,
1: I'm—I'm I'm a very deep water person, and he's a very shallow in person as far as okay. feeling things. He's a good person. He's a kind person. He volunteers with the Boy Scouts. He loves his children. He's a good person. He's a very good person. I mean, he's a yeah loving kind person yeah but well i mean for me he's not an emotionally supportive person for me and doesn't know how to do that and it's like something that's been i've needed and haven't had it's been very difficult for me and i finally realized that that's that i can't do this anymore got you're you. almost living a lie right you're living a lie pardon
0: i said yeah no i i understand
1: yeah so but anyway that's i don't know why it, okay um, so <laughs> You went there because I asked I mean, about I mean,
0: the twenties, um, with um, no kids, and I thought you 20? went wild,
1: we but it seemed dating, like
0: you saved your wild yeah. years for the forties.
1: <laughs> yeah, kinda. So we, we, I was dating him for like twenty-one, and we got married. It took him seven. It took him six years to make me his bride, but um, so I got married at twenty-eight. We started dating. When I was twenty-one, and actually, I started dating him six months before my dad died. So oh. that was actually good for me, um but and then um there was some um um infidelity when i was twenty three that i was not i was not brave enough to leave i was a different i, I think i'm a i am think i'm a more i okay i think i'm a more evolved grown gr- grow, most a more involved person than I was in my twenties i'm a stronger um more confident definitely different person i was in my 20s but we went we, we were semi i mean we were happy and we did our little thing when i worked at the grocery store we didn't have a lot of money to go partying it up we didn't really party it up that
2: gotcha bit. but
1: um then we had kids and of course kids take over your entire existence and you have two kids you know and especially when you, you know, the husband comes home and you've had kids all over you all day you're like don't touch go away i don't want to <laughs> it's like little kids is like your god is like get the fuck I, y'all y'all leave me on um, but I love you No, know, I love being a stay-at-home mom. I would now, like now, I'm working. I have an accounting degree, but I'm working as an invoicing clerk, which is five rungs down from my from my education level. Okay. Um, but I couldn't even get an interview at a, at a local place up here in Peachtree City. I won't name it. Um, with an internal, um, reference with internal um, reference. Yeah. Uh, for an entry level. Entry level. I read the description. It's entry level, like entry. Walk in the door so, college. so here's your conspiracy. Could even get an interview. This one, I'm
0: so. saying, here's your conspiracy theory. Why is that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like um, the degree
0: was just older, or
1: well, my degree's older, but they asked. But the, the girl that gave me the referral, and she didn't really know me. I met this one girl, and she goes, "Oh, I know the girl that works. A girl that works there. She'll give you the referral. Kind of girls helping each other out. Um, but she said maybe you know, get some more skills and whatever." And what I, what I think it is, like, you can't be an accountant necessarily without a degree. It's one of those things they want you to have a degree because there's that broadness of learning that you need to finish in college. You can't necessarily get all on your own. Um, other things you can, but that's really you should have a degree. Um, but I think employers are now wanting two years experience. They want you to come to the door. Oh yeah.
0: Something. Shit dude. With that's right. Like you have of, no work experience for Well, I shouldn't say no work experience, but you have 17
1: no years of being a In mommy. quotes.
0: Yeah. Right. In quotes, work and experience. More, and I
1: had a lot of, and I was unhappy a lot of times. So I didn't, I wasn't as, I'm much happier now as you can tell. Um, but I was unhappy. So I wasn't as, oh, I'm going to be the TTA mom and woo-hoo! I wasn't any of, I was kind of like, I did my thing and I, I, pro- I, and even when I was depressed and not happy, my children had everything they ever needed. There was never, "Mama's late," "Mama's depressed." Yeah, late but that doesn't help you to get that.
0: a job, right? Like you no, can't you can't put that on a resume. You know, that's that well, man, I, I, dude. I didn't I think actually, about that. That's tough. God, stay at home well, moms actually, I faked, now having to work. Well,
1: Sean, I faked a dog walking job. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, so I have current employment. I'm walking dogs. It's like this, this girl is friends with shit. Look, it's walking dogs and picking up shit. It's not a big deal. I'm Maybe. like, okay. You were dog walk with me for so this whatever days you want to put on there and she's done that for other people to help them get in the door somewhere
0: just so that they can you have know? employment like, experience
1: exactly like, work experience but the funny thing is i finally landed i i worked at harley Davidson for a little while and um as lovely as that was um we parted the place and it was it was an experience and i'm thankful for it um i worked there for like three months and then I, couldn't find anything. You send out resumes, you just can't find anything. I have a shitty looking resume. Well, finally, I got the job where I am now, and these people saw my account and said, "Oh, we need an invoicing clerk. Maybe you would be good at that, or whatever." Took a chance on me. Right. They're kind people. I won't talk about where I work or whatever, but they're yeah. very kind people. They're very um, understanding people. Like I had kind of an anxiety week of like holy hell, uh, you know. They were so understanding. I, I puked at work. Okay, I puked three times at work. Um, crying in my office. I had no sleep. I was crying in my office. Over what? I, like I, you I, were I, just feeling yeah,
0: overwhelmed with the job, overwhelmed
1: or? with whatever. I don't remember what the stress. I think it was think. I don't want to go into all that, but just overwhelming stress of anxiety was all building at once, kind of thing. Gotcha. But um, but I tried to work, and I I felt sick. I tried to work, and I had to I had to pull a shoot at like two hours in, I I text my boss and said, Buddy, I got I gotta you know I don't remember how I said it. <laughs> I said it some I said some funny way. So I gotta I gotta bail. I gotta you know right. something. And he's like, Okay, I understand and they've been, they were so kind to me but i was still you know, you know, they could see I was doing my best I could. They're so kind to me and they were But the funny thing is when you're honest about what's going on with you because you can't fire somebody for having damn anxiety when they say I'm having look, I'm having anxiety. Look, I'm Dealing my, my adh she's a little acting up, and they're like, "Okay, I understand me." And I said, "I'm not have." I told my boss, "I said I'm not having coffee this morning." He says, "Oh, that's probably a good thing. Let that my, that um hamster wheel's not spinning too as as much." They're wonderful people. Not that everybody <laughs> else would treat me that way. People have treated me horribly. Right. Horribly. I have an email because what I would do, I would get anxious and I can't sleep and I stay up late and you get kind of manicky. Um, I have a, a text it's still on my phone that I was told we, we, would, we would like to do – oh, how'd you say it? Okay, wait. Discontinue our friendship with you. The group has decided. They were the dirty dozen. There's 12 of them that got together and became friends because they were hating some other girls who were having issues or whatever. It's all bullshit. It's, it's drinking buddy bullshit. Which you think they're your friends? They're drinking buddies. <laughs> um, it, it's too much drama. For, I can you you're bipolar. Dude, I gotta. It, it. It, it's too much, you, hold you on. Mean, hold on. Hold it's on. Too much hold drama on. For us. I
0: gotta. I gotta, I gotta point out that you went from new job to a drinking buddy text group talking about talking in circles, man. That is. I I that mean, is it's serious. Very, um, it, it's
1: very. Yeah. It's very. <laughs> Well, anyway, no, no. The connection is they what? were very kind to me with my yeah. anxiety, and I've had people that no, it, it, it had a connection. They were very kind to my anxiety. People have been very cruel. No, I was told you, you're probably manic depressive, and it's just you. You go through these cycles, and we just—it's too much drama for us. And it was April birthday party month. I was just invited to the birthday party. Yeah, I've gone through shit like that. People have told me I'm a hard person to be a friend to. I've been told, um. And, and an apology for something that actually someone um, betrayed my confidence, it's, and I'm not going to go into it, but somebody betrayed my confidence, and then it's, then that became a problem. I apologize for the problem, and basically I was told, well, it's okay. We can just be this. We could, well, I guess whatever. You know, your piece of, you know, kind of really just, we're, you should accept somebody's sincere apology, and whether you go forward as... Best buds again, or you go forward at a different level. You accept somebody's apology. He was this person says um, tells me I'm a kind of a hard person to be a friend to, and I better watch out because I if I keep pushing everybody away, I'm a sit I'm a be sitting here by myself alone. I've been told to getting divorced that I'm going to be um, homeless and starving. I've been told. Um,
0: yeah, can I ask a you if thing, if well you know, so. Being divorced in your 40s, if you want to go there, I'm wondering what, yeah. like, if you got this ADHD, man, and your head's fucking spinning like crazy, yeah. like, you know, you're, you're pinging off everything, and then you can have these uh, anxiety feelings. Um, how are you coping? How are you dealing with that, um, trying to, like, move this, life forward?
1: It, there were times, because we've been trying to do this for three or 40 years. And what would happen was I didn't have a job, and I'm like, oh my God, because I I'd moved out at one point, we had a $900 with. Utilities stuff. cottage, we were kind of scraping money together go to pay for. It. I didn't have a job. Oh. I'm like, oh my God, I don't have a job. And I'm like, and then anxiety comes. I'm like, oh my God, I can't do it. And then I come crawling back. I'm not crawling, but you know, I kind of go, okay, well, let's, uh, you know.
0: Mutually dependent I, or you're
2: dependent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have a job. I don't have these skills. I'm like, oh my God. He makes, he literally makes five times what I make.
2: Yeah, you know? that's. I mean, but
1: it's like, but see, and then, and then and I, and then I you know, I, like I had, I had the Tara Davidson job and that kind of fell, you know, fell through or whatever. And it was not the place for me to be. I think it was a mismatch, but like that fell through. And then there was, um, an emotionally, um, there, there was another issue in there that I don't even really want to talk about that, but that was causing me anxiety too. And it's almost like a gaslighting kind of like where you, it's it's put on everything's your fault. It really isn't your fault. And you, yeah. I realize that now I'm like, oh, motherfucker. You're feeling that oh, pressure. It's one of those things, well, it's one of those things like I get to the point where I give people the benefit benefits out, benefits out, benefits out, benefits out. Well, after like 25 of them, I'm, I, I do some damn math, and I go, holy fucking hell, this ain't my goddamn fault.
2: Gotcha.
1: Sorry say, it's not my fault. Hang on, on a damn second. And once I get to that point, I'll forgive and forgive and like, well, it's okay. I'm, I'm sure Mark over there didn't mean, when he said, you know, called that kid an asshole, maybe he just didn't mean it. He was having a bad day. I give them all those chances and finally go, oh, holy shit, he calls everybody an asshole. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. But um, there's a certain situation that I'm recently dealing with that I, you realize, oh, my God, none is my fault. And this could have caused a lot of harm in my family, and you've got to be kidding me. But but what I'm, I have dealt with it. I have a job now. Um, we're both ready. And we're not arguing and we're not fighting. Like last year we were fighting about it and, you know, you know, know, that, that bullshit, you know, and I was just anxious and, you know, I was anxious. And then he, um, I, when I'm happy or when I'm more, I don't call it manicky, but you're more kind of happy and you have more energy and all that kind of stuff, more powerful feeling, not powerful in a way of domineering, but in a, in yourself,
0: great use of the word Um, domineering, by the way.
1: Oh, is it? Oh, thank you. Um, but, um, And nothing against him. He's a wonderful person. He has his own issues with his own childhood. But when I'm depressed, he's almost more comfortable. Um, Hmm. When I'm powerful and feeling confident in myself, he looks like a child.
0: And did that – like you feel like that makes you – or what impact was that having on your life?
1: Well,
0: um – Like it made you not want to – be powerful on some level, or no, no, you didn't like me, realize like, it what at what that time.
1: Well, it made me like, what the hell? Gotcha. Why are you? And and, and when I was weak, is when he would try to attack. Like, okay, okay. This is what point I was gonna make. When I was weaker, like I had surgery at one point, and I was just like, you know, needing support. And he finally had had enough of effort. And then he's weak, and that's when he then he tries to be be bold and attack that. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. And, like, you're having anxiety and all this stuff, and you're crying in the middle of the floor. Now, I'm like, now she's weak. I can tell her what I want to say. You know mm. what I'm saying? It's very – um, and that's his own childhood thing, and he's a good person, and he has to deal with his own stuff, and that's okay. And, you know, but um, I don't know what that point was. It's, it's getting later. <laughs> well, I but just anyway, – I was interested
0: – Okay, go ahead. No, no, I was just trying to anchor you back when you uh get to circle in. I almost feel like oh. sometimes when you okay. see those like uh dogs and they got the pin in the middle of the yard and they're just like running in circles and going like <laughs> And it's like no 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 we yeah. were centered on this. I was just yeah. interested because I mean it it is it it to me it's interesting that the risk as you'd said like I'm giving up BMX biking as I get older because the risk is not worth it. And typically people who are getting older, or I should say this, the older you get, typically the less risk you take. Yeah. But in your, in your, in your case, like you're kind of trying to start this new chapter in your life. And and I was just wondering about. Dealing with that, with this like anxiety, ADHD, maybe going down oh, these holes kind of a stuff. Well, and that, that's where, that was the question I'd I asked that took you down that path.
1: <laughs> yes, I got you. What I, what I discovered and it's over time and over that, that a lot of my anxiety is being in an unhappy marriage. Okay. So you take that out. I'm wondering, well, damn, cause like now I'm not as anxious. I'm not letting things. And I realize with my anxiety, anxiety lies to you. Anxiety tells you you're a horrible person, that everything's horrible, the world's going to end, and all this bullshit. You get some rest, and you're like, oh, the world ain't going to end. But gotcha. so I realize when I'm feeling that way, I'm letting anxiety lie to me. Lie to my. It's lying to me. You get rest, and you go, oh, okay, wait, it's not as bad as I thought. So I've kind of figured that out on my own, and and I I've realize I've been, I've, all this anxiety and all this unhappiness is because I'm unhappily married, and that's not worth, there's nothing worth Spending the next 40 years being unhappily married. I'd rather be alone than unhappily married. But my thing would be, for us, honest to God, when my second kid graduates high school, it's me with some lovely person, him with some lovely person, and we're all sitting together watching my son graduate. And we all love him and care about him. That's what I would And we both want that. So, and he needs somebody different than me, too. I, I, I require more than what he wants, is able to give. Gotcha. And I want to give more than he
0: –
1: And I don't require more, but I also give a lot more. And I think I've been giving more than I've been getting.
0: I'm almost feeling like Dr. Ruth, and I don't know um, if that's the right way to go. But <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm, I'm kind of wondering, in big picture, like, is it just one of those met someone too early kind of things? Yeah. Like, do you kind of believe yeah. in that? That, like, shit, man, man – you need to take a little bit and find out who you are before you oh, yeah. get into a relationship that can affect who you are, because then that's exactly. not going to be who you are.
1: I should have broken up with him at twenty-three when he cheated on me. Because if you're in love with somebody and it's it, it, if you've been together two years, you should have you know you should be you know in a you know a good love level well, of something. I was thinking more it, personality
0: it, trait, but I I feel you on that too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but see, when, when he, che- because we no, we're we're good friends. We're goodest friends. And I think when he cheated on me, I think he was. I think he won't admit it. I think he wanted to break up with me. He didn't know how to.
2: Oh, that's
1: what I think. He won't admit it. But I do think. What I do think with he and I. We came from. He came from a very abusive. You know, parents yelling at each other. They were they were hit and all kinds of horrible things. And I came from this. You know, my dad. That my dad. You know. Lives in Florida, didn't have I had a relationship with these lovely, you know? But I mean, you, when you see him ever on the summers, you start over your relationship every summer. So It's not the same as your dad lives with you for you know. Oh, that's years. how
0: you He's had like, to go with your dad when he moved away, huh? You only yeah, saw him in the summers.
1: You, I saw him in summers it was Amelia Island, Florida. It's a lovely community.
0: Man, dude, that but, is tough. But, see, but
1: you start over every time. It's not the same as he lives down the street, and I see him yeah he comes to the baseball game, or it's not the same thing. And yeah, very, dude, that's um, a huge. And, yeah, and I will say this. My stepmother um, has only addressed me as her stepdaughter when I was 48 years old, and she's known me since I was seven. Oh wow! We were my brother and I were these are Ron's children, and at the time I didn't think anything of it. I was like, yeah, we're Ron's children. <laughs>
2: this should <have> be addressing
1: <laughs> me as her stepdaughter. And you know, people call it, this is my bonus daughter, this is my bonus son, my bonus this, and it's lovely. No, you know, they're like like Joe Rogan adopted his oldest daughter, I think. But, like, oh, I have three children. He, he biologically has two. We have three children. Yeah. The well, oldest one is doing this. And I was, we were grandchildren. Why
0: do you think and that is, dude? That going, is a little weird. Like, why? Why would you not just I, embrace? I don't know.
1: Because as an That's, adult, you got to know,
0: dude, as an adult, you got to know the kids, even if they're not aware, they're feeling something of this weirdness, right? It, it's odd. So, we got to figure this out. And to mm-hmm. not try to make something normal is like, You're my kid.
2: Yeah. And she was
1: nice to us. She was polite to us and nice to us. But I really think that we were the burden she had to bear to marry my father.
2: Oh.
1: We were the thing. Well, I want to marry him, so you know. And like when she was having a second baby, she said, "Oh my God, she had a C-section or something and was knocked out." She, uh, she said, "Oh, I was so worried it was going to be a blonde-haired boy, blonde-haired, blue-eyed boy, which is what my brother is."
2: Wow, and
1: I, I and maybe she's healed her heart when she said when she goes, "Oh, this is my stepdaughter, Candy." I'm like, "Oh my God, you've never said that," and I realized "Boom, you've never said that before." And I don't need the, I don't need an apology for things like that. Like she's, you know, she grew as a person. That's lovely, and I don't have to have you, you know, humble yourself. and Say, "I'm so sorry that I did that to you." I, I understand you've grown as a person. We can start from where you've grown as a person. You know, I, I don't I mean. I don't require that of people. I mean, I don't require now. If Pete's ugly to me, he needs to apologize. The children are ugly to each other. You know, we, we apologize in the home, right. but as far as like outside people and those that friend that's down the road, it's like okay, they were they're being nicer now. Let's see how you do, and you just keep rolling. Why why hold grudges and make people? You know, it's just you know,
0: it's just it's man. So a lot uh, of. I'm very curious. and It's funny, man, because when we started again, and I fucking ter- terrible me with the, with the, with like, dude, 20 minutes of BMX talk that I don't know. I'll have to see whatever's it's there. Okay. I really did not expect you to get so introspective and family focused. Like, did you yeah. think you were going to get there when I'm just asking you to tell me about you?
1: was going to go, to be honest. I don't, I didn't know where it was going to go, but I do think, of, I mean, that's one thing I, is my job for 17 years, and I, I watched a lot of Oprah and Dr. Phil back in the day, <laughs> so, um, but I, but I've always, I've always liked psychology and all that kind of stuff, so I kind of gravitate for that, and right. I'm very good at, like, reading, I'm very good at reading people, Read bullshit, you know what I mean, like, I can read people's body language, I can kind of look at people, kind of tell what they're feeling, and. I have a, I've just have a way with that. but okay. so that's kind of a and, – and I don't know. I, just, I, guess, I guess coming from a childhood I came from, I wanted to be the stay at home mom, and I wanted to be all these things. And I guess you learn as you grow, you know, as you as you learn, you know, know better, you do better. And I just think and, – and, and, and I think you get ideas. Like when the school said, no, Drew needs to decide. You're like, oh, shit. That's, wow, Drew needs to decide. Never thought of it that way. Yeah, uh-huh. it's well, It's funny when you get perspective,
0: you right? Yeah, you gain perspective. you can't get all
1: this on your own. You get perspective from other people that, or you read something or see something on the Facebook or whatever, or you know, like that when the chief, when the counselor said that, you're like, oh shit, and you see something from, from the from from our from Chief Steve Allen. He says, yeah, you know, he says stuff like, you parents are doing your kids a disservice and you're making all these decisions for them. And you're doing these things. They, they're and he says it in a kind way, but he's like, they need to make these decisions. They need to be accountable. Right. when y'all are doing everything for them. You're not helping them. Yeah, you know, and- you're not helping them when you clean up after them all the time. Oh, and dude, yeah, fucking- make you know, bring them their book and bring them their this. Jesus, and help them do their dude, you, you're not yeah. helping them. You're, you know, you're, you because there's a point they have to have to because he's like, what are you gonna do? Do their work for them when they go get a job? You're enabling and them. Think about
0: it's what you're doing. And they
1: exactly yeah. and a friend of mine that used to work used to work with us. It's called extended Adolescence. When you're still making decisions for your children in in college. There's right. a parent that my that my husband works with. They were she was the daughter said I want to change my major from she, she was criminal justice and she wants to be a lawyer from criminal justice to psychology. I actually think that's a wonderful idea because psychology is something you can use as, in law as far as reading people and all this kind of thing. Her she the the the, the this this mother. They're put, taking out loans to pay for the child to go to college or stay away at school at some fancy well, school out. in. And that's the what Coast. empowers
0: the parents right there. Like what you said well, right exactly. there is why they feel they have ownership because they're they're like, I'm paying for it. I'm gonna tell you what to do, which is part of the exactly. huge issue. It, like what, what, what do you care for that you have not earned?
1: You know, the thing, and like when he came home and told me that, that this friend of his the guy, she's pissed that she changed her major. I'm like what the fucking hell? I'm like, what do you mean change? What do you mean bet this lady's that where, where, where this child could change her major? How many kids change their major at fucking college? at the point you go to college you go,
0: Dude, that's what colleges college hope for you do so they can get another Yay! 40 grand out of you. <laughs> well, that's
1: just, well, that, well, the thing too is like, that's your time too. As my friend, my friend Charmix talk talked to me. Um, if you want to find Charmey, she, she does um, a lot of things with um, kids going to college and scholarships and kids practicing independence and, those types of things. She's a lovely lady. But she said it's, it's a thing called extended adolescence where, you know, they're no longer adolescent, I guess, at 18. But these people are controlling their damn children all the way through college where you're extending that point where they're not becoming an adult. When they go yeah. off to college, which cool. is a wonderful thing, if you're able to send your kids off to college and have it a dorm, they're practicing independence. They're practicing. It's the American the ritual. In, well, it is. That, well, I, well, that that's saying. your
0: adulthood it, ritual is to go to college. That's what America well, has yeah. decided. Well, here's the thing.
1: Well, that here's or the military. About it. Well, that or the military. And the thing in the military is the same way. It's a controlled environment. But they're they're practicing being grown up in an adult environment with a lot of support with their parents' support. Yeah. But they say eighty percent of it is you get your ass up, you fix your damn food, and you get your class by yourself. <laughs> no doubt. Show and that's up adulthood. on time. Yeah. And, and not every kid can do that. Not every kid can go away to college. And maybe your parents at some point, when you're 18, you need to set the damn alarm clock. You get up and go to school, go to college, wherever you're going to go to the trade school or to the work or whatever to the work. Um,
0: <laughs> you had said I that go, earlier I'm, I'm when you southern. had said to the online and I tried to I'm, call you on it and you no, totally didn't pick up on it. And I was like, dude, I find I'm, that funny. Like it's to the online.
1: When I get, <laughs> when I get passionate about things, I, I, I turn very Southern. And I think, I, okay. This is, Okay, Sean, I realized I was at work, and I was talking to people. I was having cold call. Not cold call, but call clients and update information. I was talking to some men, and I realized I become more Southern when I want to be charming.
2: Oh. And I,
1: and, or when I'm very passionate or if I'm pissed off, I become very Southern. The gotcha. kids told me about something that happened on the bus at school, and I'm like, what? Holy hell are you talking about that happened on the bus? They looked at me, and they were like, Mom, you all you." got really southern all of a sudden <laughs> i just discovered that about myself because when, when i worked at the at the motorcycle place people would say you know, you're sitting at the front desk hi how are you you know have a good day whatever and they said where are you from i said you're from Ohio? you know you're in the midwest or something i'm like no what, why do you think i re- went to riverdale high school you know and but i think it's one of the things i i and i do it with different people so like in different situations I, I can talk in the cute southern way and try to be charming or I can talk in a very you know, I don't know like I would with my boss. Concept. I don't I don't get so I don't get charming with my boss my male boss. I'm like, here's this invoice, this is wrong, you need to check this out or whatever. But if I'm like talking to some, you know, like okay, I'm a very I'm a very big Sergio Simpson fan and I do it's very it's very bad. I do this thing where I put my hand on my chest and I just sturge I do kind of a little I even talk
0: you cut out I'm on me theory. there. I, I missed it. You're a very big what fan?
1: Um, Sturgill Simpson fan. Sturgill and I will Simpson. Say, I do the funny thing. I do this funny thing where I put my hand on my chest. I'm like Sturgill, and I say, I talk about it in a charming way. It's very, it's very, um, <laughs> it's very, it's very unintentional. But I just do it. And it's, very,
0: it's innate. Very funny. It's innate. It's
1: everybody who knows me knows I love Sturgill. They know. Okay. And everybody I've ever met is a good per. If you like Sturgill, you're a good person. You know. Um. So yeah, that's my um, everybody. That's one thing everybody
2: knows about me, um, from Instagram
0: or whatever. Well, I'm I'm gonna loop back, and um, it's funny because I I have a um, his name is James. It was a college kid who really opened up um a couple days ago. I think I'm gonna post it tomorrow or the next day about mental health of um, what are they Gen Zers? Like I think he's 23, and like my man just really wanted to speak. And kind of help people to gain perspective about what kids feel and they're going through in mental health. And it's funny, yeah. and I didn't expect this from you at all um, because, again, I skipped over your 700 word message because I don't like knowing. You know, I, I like kind of like.
1: Oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. You know,
0: you, you, you just want to see where it goes. But like you saying things like, I think it's important for people to have perspective. That's kind of what I hope this whole thing turns into. Not like a judgment thing, but a. Yeah. Dude, people feel certain ways and if you actually shut up and listen to the whole thing, maybe we can understand each other better. Maybe we can get along better. We can be better neighbors. Oh, yeah. um, and it's been, I don't know, like I, you just being that willing to be opening up about your future and even your past and what you're going through and fighting for your family and yeah. whatnot. Like, man, that's, oh yeah, it, it's been interesting. It,
1: well, the thing about us getting divorced, our thing was, the children will say this in the lifestyle so they become accustomed. Not us. The children will. Well, you know the funny thing about children. When my kids were at, at elementary school. I, I think I talked to a counselor or something, and just from reading books and working in preschool or whatever, and just gathering knowledge, I said, you know, kids just want to be understood. They want you to understand what they want to be heard and understood. Like little toddlers want. They want a choice. When right. you say you're wearing this purple shirt with these blue pants, you know. And I told my friend Charmy, was having an, an you know problem like her. Her kid wanted to wear his own clothes. I said, "This is what you can do if if you." I would let him, He was going to daycare. I'd like, let him wear whatever the hell he wants to wear. But like you do the thing where do you want to wear the purple shirt or the brown shirt. Yeah, right. And they, they get to choose, and they feel empowered that they got to choose.
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Do you want to carry your coat? You have to. You have to bring the coat. Do you want to wear it out, or do you want to carry it with you? Right. They get to choose, and it's empowering. They they get to make a choice. Well, it takes so it takes the focus,
0: dude. It takes the focus off of the control. Of yeah. I'm telling you versus, yeah. oh, now the kid immediately has to think. Cause I feel like kids are naturally, naturally rebellious. <laughs> and yeah, like, oh, I, I feel like most kids, if you say, hey, man, wear shorts, they're like, no, nah, I want pants. Like, immediately they just want to do the opposite oh, of what you say. But if you're like, yo, here are the two choices, then their minds just go to that. And you almost like mind fuck them. You trick them. Oh, yeah.
1: And if the high school kid wants to wear shorts and it's 40 degrees outside, well, I guess you're gonna be cold at school today. No I'm doubt. All right. Yeah. You sure, you don't want to wear a jacket? Nope. All right. Yeah. Go, go enjoy. To like that. And yeah, they, yeah. They, they, either were cold or they were cool, and they're, yeah, I'm, I'm all about people making their own, having their own power and making their own choices. But then there's that limit of you can't make a choice about, um, safety and, you know, things that are non-negotiable. Yeah, what are your there. let's go
0: there. What are your non-negotiables? Cuz I'm interested as you. This is almost turned into a parenting podcast. Give me some <laughs> southern non-negotiables.
1: Um can hmm.
0: can your kids spend the night out all night? Um yeah. Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, no
0: no 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 dude dude I I've recorded so if your sons ever hear this at the hour thirty mark ish
1: oh, you now have permission
0: no, to stay out all night if no, you no, want.
1: No 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 no
0: no no they
2: could go to a friend's house and spend the
1: night. I I, I had you Oh adjust. no, they're not out
2: partying and and hu- no. No. <laughs> no.
1: no 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 we're not doing that, no. Yeah. Oh no. um could He's a girl could a He's girl grown.
0: could a girl spend the night with at your house in the same room no not no. in the same room no okay no what no. what's the curfew no
1: baby mamas no baby mamas in my house is there West a far. curfew um they don't really go out that much i mean they are with the computer thing they're at home like it's like sam will go out with his friends at the avenue down there and they'll be done at nine or ten or whatever but we don't have their um now when drew starts driving if he if he ends up going like then we'll start talking curfews and stuff. But right now, they don't drive, so there's not as much of that kind of thing.
0: Um, and their friends don't
1: live locally in the neighborhood, so.
0: What about grades? Like kids coming home with an F and a good story, you're fine with it? Or you're like, yo, in um, this house, we don't get anything below a B, bitch.
2: No.
1: <laughs> Figure it okay. out. Okay, Sam. Okay, here's the thing. Sam should be making straight A's. He's smart if he put, put his damn mind to it, that child, in the sixth grade which is the first year of middle school, that, that fucker had, uh, was in the top 10 GPA <laughs> of the entire sixth grade. That fucker applies himself. He should be there.
2: Pete he but too he early, man. As
1: much as he does. Okay, and Drew has a different story. Drew is a BC student. I think they should do the best they can do. But Sam comes up with a C. It's like, what in holy hell's wrong with you? Drew comes up with a C, and it's in math or one of his subjects, and he, he forgot to th- you know, it's, they're different kids. I think everything's yeah. different. So, so, you, so you
0: try th- to make your non-negotiables relative. They're, they're not yeah. absolute. They're relative. Who are you? Let me take a little bit of time and find out who you are.
1: Oh, definitely. You can't – yeah, you, I, I think that's, that's nonsense because Drew just – there's a Hope Scholarship, a 3.0. If Drew gets his shit together, he might be able to get that. He probably – he's probably not going to get it. Well, then, baby, you, what you got is this 529 plan to go to college with. You know, I'm not giving you extra because you didn't, I mean, I'll support him as much as we can, all that kind of thing. And I, and I think he's probably not going to go to college. I'm hoping he can get some internships in the music industry, learning how to do like sound or whatever the hell music industry. Yeah. Atlanta, being close to Atlanta,
0: I'm sorry to cut you off. I don't know how much you know about the music industry and I know nothing. And I was wondering if you did, because I like Atlanta is a little bit of a hotbed. It's like Nashville South or more South, right? You know
1: what? Okay. Gary V was saying, if you want to do something, you need to be going on Instagram and all these influencers or whoever's local for you and say, Hey, can I do a free internship for you? And he said sent out to one every fucking person that does music anything in the damn Atlanta and say, Can I do a free internship? Can I do a free internship? One person out of a hundred will say, Sure. Shit free, come on. And a person who said free, come on will be somebody that will care enough to teach you things.
2: Oh. And then you learn and you
1: do another internship for free. That's what Gary Vee says to do. Do another internship for free and something else. Now he have got six months of experience. Right. You do a couple more, and he could live at home and do that, and and be getting experience because that's what I think kids are doing now. There's certain degrees where you need to go to college, and certain things you need to go out in the world and say, "Hey, I want to be a photographer. Can I learn from you for free?"
0: Yeah, just fucking figure it out from a successful person and carrying their bags or like organizing their yeah.
1: whatever. Well, they, and I think that's what employers want now. They want they don't want as much degree. They want experience. What? are you bringing
0: me yeah right
1: that's yeah that's what i kind of got when i didn't get you know even an interview but
0: no well that that's a that's a really good point um and i hadn't thought about that but what is the point of going to college it's to get content specific knowledge right like i'm gonna be a specialist in blank well social media has allowed you to get professionals in their field currently at the peak to maybe bring you in and give you knowledge versus a college professor who was great 20 years ago, wrote a book, and has been living off of it since.
1: Well, the thing, here's the thing about that like, there's certain degrees, like in accounting, oh, clients, engineering, certain things, like engineering, the, engineering you, you need degree, to show well, you the need fuck to go up. to school and get a degree. 100%. And, and a, lot of the, a lot of them do bring you like, in. I don't state.
0: want you just hanging out with some like plastic surgeon and then in six months being like, I'm a doctor.
1: Exactly. I can do and this. I, 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 would, like, be, nah. Computer science. That's what my brother does. Computer science. That's what Sam wants to do. Those are people that work in the industry and they do all these different things and they teach and it's research and all kinds of shit like that. But like what Drew wants to do, why the hell should Drew get a college degree to be, to learn what whatever the hell, I don't know what things and what I want him to do is work in the music industry as his job and then if he becomes a studio musician, he does but he has a job in the industry he loves yeah. versus I'm a, you know, I work as an iron, you know, I'm a, I'm a welder, which is nothing wrong with being a welder. I'm a welder during the day and I'm trying to be a musician. Why not be in the industry, learn from people, and maybe you never make it. Maybe you don't, not Dude, everybody makes it. think about the it. connections in you can make. you be around.
0: Dude, yeah, learn. that's what I'm saying. Like, that, that kind of shit's all yeah. about relationships. And if you're just fucking bouncing around, almost like whoring yourself for a year or two while you can.
1: Yeah. And oh, now yeah. you, And now
0: you're not accumulating debt. Which is. Exactly.
1: A, it's free whoring. It's like you're whoring. Instead of paying $10,000 a year, you're, you're a free whore, I guess. Or, whore. I don't know. <laughs> but Jesus. you can't. I mean, exactly. Just live at home or, or take that college money, like the 529 plan. You could take money out. They're, they're not say where's this money going? Like, Drew's got you know, some, some money. I mean, he could literally, if we wanted to, let him practice independence, get an apartment with some people in a, in a, in a nice, safe area to live in. We get an apartment with three or four people and live on your own. There's right. money to do that and go be a, you know, an intern at God knows where and learn whatever you can learn and figure out what you like cuz here's the thing. You may not like sound things. You may like lighting. No or you doubt. may like I want to be a roadie and I want to I want to be the one that can build all this fucking stage shit. Yeah. And to be the thing and to be able to be in around it would be a lovely thing and that's the thing people don't get like through musicians. It's like you're, you know, you're a you know, singer-songwriter musician whatever in a band. The key is to the success is when that's your job right you don't have a side job now yeah. that's your full-time job that's that's the shit if you're making money to support yourself uh, to be singing songs and be on the stage that's the shit as any to entertainer a comedic a
0: fucking author like anybody yeah. who's who's exactly. trying to be an that's entertainer
1: success. yeah that is success to be guns and roses or be brad pitt well, that's a pain in the ass fix up. Well, really then honest. you can't
0: eat. You're fucking working out all the time, at least the Brad Pitt wise. Like, I mean, to oh, keep yeah, those ads. like abs, a the
1: ass. Man. You, yeah. you, you lose so much of your freedom for that. And all that money and all this bullshit ain't worth it. And yachts and fuck all that shit. But, like.
0: You're not trying you're to get, like, get like six things. African kids? That that wouldn't make they it got, worth it yeah. to you?
1: Uh, you know, two kids is all I could do. <laughs> <laughs> I did two. And now I'm a little more I'm a little more sane now. now. And I could be able to do three or four. You, you, know, you know what? Within, within,
0: but what's interesting you. is I wonder if so and I, I literally um on the corona when the coronavirus came and I started working at home, I had this like podcast idea and I was like, "Shit, man, let me see if this can work." And I have like zero. I wasn't on Instagram. I I wasn't on Facebook. Um and, and I'm like trying to figure out how can I market it? How can I get followers? How can I grow it organically? You know, like, what's your format? Like, let me just figure the shit out. Imagine if I fucking had two years where I'm just like, Hey, Joe Rogan, Hey, Bill Simmons, I'm going to show up at your studio every day and just uh-huh. fucking be around, man. Like you don't need to pay me. I'll do whatever the fuck you want. And you just oh, get yeah. to learn from that. Like, what could that be the new model? for college education in these like artsy performance fields. I feel like it I should be, right? I think
1: so. I think uh, definitely because like the, why spend the 40 grand
0: and, a year on
1: mm-hmm.
0: on classes?
1: Oh yeah. I I mean I think that's and, and the funny thing is I think um and I I don't know I don't know if there's opportunity for every single kid. I don't know how the opportunities there are for every single kid to do and if there's that many internships out there, well, dude, do it's natural selection, be, right?
0: Like, like you got to market yeah. yourself and you got to get the advantage or the connection you get. And yeah, if you can figure it out, oh, you're yeah. clearly meant for that field. Right.
1: Oh, exactly. that's true. Cause if you have, you don't have an eye for photography, which I was told I have an eye for photography. Um, I didn't do anything with it, but <laughs> um, it was, it was, it was from my, my friends, a friend of mine. Um, she knew a guy that was a, she showed the pictures I took of her children. And the guy used to do catalog photography back in the day when that was the shit. He goes, oh, wow, she's got a good eye. So that's how I know. But, um, so if you don't have a good eye for photography, you're wasting your time. Right. And somebody should look at go, oh, you've got an eye for it. I'll help, I'll tr- help you. Yeah. You, somebody does, it, you know, say, I want to be in the music industry. Well, what instruments do you play? Do you, do you sing? Do you, well, no, I don't do none of that, but I want to be in the Yeah, and then okay, you're an next. incompetent
0: fuck and with 200 grand in debt. And it's like, what oh, do exactly. I do with that? You're,
1: you're, And well, the thing is, too, it's like you don't, you're 18 and don't even play an instrument, but you want to be in the music, you want to be a musician. And it's like, well, where's your instrument that you play? Right. It's kind of like, eh. No, dude, like,
0: what if it'd be interesting if America came up with this whole thing where, like, how about after high school, we just give you two years to fucking find something out before we straddle you with a quarter million dollars in debt? So from 18 oh, yeah. to 20 are your internship years. Go try shit. Go, go, exactly. go, go, go see what you're into. Go see if it's accepted. Go be creative. You're supported with your parents. You have these freedoms. And we're not putting this expectation of you must go to college or you're a loser. Because I feel like oh, so many maybe. kids feel that. Like, yeah. oh, I got to go to a college because if not, I'm a bum.
1: Well, you know, what, you know what happens, too? The parents want to be able to say, my child's going to UGA. My child's oh, going Jesus. to Georgia Tech. No doubt. And my thing, here's the thing is, Sam, I was, I was talking about Sam at one point. Sam didn't do Beta Club and all that stuff. He didn't want to do it. It's not the thing he wanted to do. It's too much stress for him. I said, fine, then don't do it. I knew that I would limit him as far as he wouldn't be able to get to Georgia Tech and all these things. But you know the funny thing? After a year and you have got a good performance at any damn high college, you can transfer into Georgia Tech. Yeah, all it takes is a GPA or two. Tech, yeah. I mean, if, if you graduate from there, that's the shit, not where yeah. you went your freshman year.
0: And, and no you probably man. saved it's, hella it's, money. Dude, I did that. The, I, I went to a community right. college All for two years. years when I saw the difference in the numbers. I'm like, wait, so I can save 12 grand a year to go somewhere <laughs> where the credits transfer. And then I still get to get my college name on the diploma. Why the exactly. fuck would you like, wh- how does that not make sense? <laughs>
1: I, I went I went to like a small college in in Morrow Clayton State, but I graduated from Georgia State and my accounting degree. People go, Oh, Georgia State, that's a wonderful school. Oh. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I went there for the two, last two years, and you know, three quarters of my accounting school. You know, it's it's it's, it's such they put all this. They it's it's all superficial. that well, I want to be able to put on the on the sign in the front yard that saying about it. Except Georgia Tech. Yeah. Well, The kid that worked hard to got accepted Georgia Tech. That's wonderful.
0: Yeah, we Good call it me. cocktail talk. Where like parents, for, especially with what? athletics, kids. like if your kid's oh, a decent God. college yeah. or high school athlete, it's, you know, all about the scholarship. Well, who's looking at them? And it's just so much pressure on the kid where it, it's unfounded and it leads to oh, unhappiness.
1: God. Oh, definitely. That's the thing. When, when and the, and the most important thing, it's your kid to be happy. And if, if these kids get so, these kids in the, in, the, in the city next to us, there's so much pressure. These kids to get, get good grades and get into this fancy school. There's kids that kill themselves. Right. There's kids that got to do drugs. I mean, they have, uh, they, there's a little more money, so there's a little more drug issues, that way, I, how I understand it. Um. But there's so much pressure to, oh crap, hang on. Can you hear me?
0: No, yeah, that actually made you oh, uh, sound on. more clear. I almost, if see, if I, I was a better. If I was a better podcast host, I would have asked you to have done that the whole time because that sounded way better.
1: Oh, did it? I had headphones in, so I was like...
0: Oh, I'm shit. Sorry. Dude, now you're like literally crystal clear.
1: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> there it is. Hey, you just taught me something. Look at that. See? Free yeah. internship right there. Hour and 40-minute mark. Um, I believe okay. you're my... You might, if this actually records, you would most likely be my tenth podcast. So ten podcasts. Then I need to tell people take the headphones out when I record. Just fucking talk.
1: See, everything's a learning opportunity. No doubt. But, um, what were we talking about before, though?
0: To- <laughs> <laughs> it was about it. We had gotten to the kids and how the parents
2: oh yeah put yeah. this
0: extra pressure, especially because you're in these like social situations where you're, um looking for status well my child's going here it's almost like the my fish was this big syndrome where you want to compare your child's potential success with their current admission into yeah. an elite blank
1: and the funny thing how many of those kids actually graduate from uga how many of those kids actually graduate from georgia tech yeah I mean, you put pressure you gotta do the beta club you gotta do this club and that club and or like um we had a family member who oh no the daughter just Oh, no, what you do, you join all the clubs. You don't go to the clubs, honey. You just pay the dues and join the clubs. And you get credit for <laughs> you know, 15 clubs. It's like, what? That's, it's, uh, it's fake nonsense. I understand yeah. Beta Club is one of those things. It's a it's a charity. Not charity. It's a um, service-based thing and whatever, and it means something, and that's – okay, I get that. He could have done it. He didn't. It's whatever. But – and I know there's kids that take leadership roles, and they want kids that are, that are leaders and that kind of thing. And I get all that, and that's okay, that's cool. Um, but I think a lot of it is you want to be able to tell your friends, well, what is Sam doing after college? Yeah. Well, he's gonna he's gonna um work at the look at the Piggly Wiggly for a little while and see. Find, <laughs> he's gonna find himself. Nobody and wants to be able
0: to do that. No doubt, he's gonna he's like gonna- uh just randomly message different people in the music industry or different people in technology and just hope that someone's cool with him. Yeah, yeah, like, that That does, and that that's a very real thing for parents, and they feel that pressure to force their kids to do stuff, 100%.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I don't – I mean, because here's the thing. At the end of the day, it's their life, and you want to be – you want to encourage, not nag. You want to support. Yeah, and – I think when a kid has a dream, like, Drew's wants to be a musician, it's like, mama's going to help you. Mama's going to encourage, and, you know, I'll encourage and, and get you – well, we, we, he has, you know, he has – bass guitars he's got you know a six string a 12 string you know
0: well like think about the worst case scenario so like if you encourage him and he fails then he comes back to you because he respects you if yeah. you if you limit him and say no if you hinder him then he resents you and now you have no relationship
1: exactly and so and, and,
0: and, what what's what, what's the loss
1: and then you say oh that's you can't support yourself doing that you need to do something else yeah that's what I'm I was told, even by my dad, I was told, well, you need a backup plan. You're saying, so when you fail, you can do this, is what that says. Right. And you're, you're like, Gary Vee, I listen to him a lot. And he's more, he's more of the younger kids, but, like, your 20s are time to figure out what the hell, who who you are and what you want to do. Yeah,
0: I feel like the parents (laughs) are the backup plan at that point. Like, that's the point of being a parent. Like, go fuck up and come home if you need to.
1: When I have a roof over my head, so do my children. Yeah. Regardless of, what's going on. but the thing is, like, um, you're 20. Okay, if you if you start college at 25, then you start college at 25. You're not losing anything.
0: Yeah. Well, you're meeting all sorts of 18 year old chicks, which is probably great when you're in your 30s. To do what now? <laughs> I said you're meeting all sorts of uh 18, 19 year old chicks, which is great when you're in your 30s. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nah. 'cause you're that guy, right? Now 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 you can find the trophy wife.
1: No, I don't want to be 20 years old again. No, thank you. All
0: right. Um so we are almost we're at 2 hours that we've been talking, but I'm worried that I only have an hour 45 of audio since I fucked up that BMX part. Jesus, I hate myself for that. Um no. I haven't done this before, but I'm interested with your um <laughs> self-admittance of your ADHD circle in nature. Yeah with podcasts you like type a description so you okay. need like a sentence or two so okay. with all the craziness that goes on in your head in one to one and a half sentences
1: oh no okay yes
0: i'm i'm, I'm stalling for you to give you time to process in no, one but... to one and a half sentences how would you want me to describe this pod um
1: Happiness matters.
2: Oh.
0: I don't know if you can hear, but I'm writing that down.
1: Okay. That came (laughs) off the top of my head, by
0: the way. Dude, I mean, like, that's fantastic. So what I've been doing is I put the person's name, and then I um, type up normally topics. But since you fucking bounced, I don't even know. Like, you bounced around like an atom in a nuclei. Or like a fucking proton, I guess, in a nuclei. Like, you're just fucking –
1: you read you read if you read where I how I write I write in a way I think it's, I think writing and typing slows what it is writing and typing slows your brain down.
2: Dude, 100. when you
1: talk, your brain there's and I your when you talk there's no stop between your brain and your mouth. But when you write, you have to write. It takes longer to write down or to Candy, type. Out.
0: Candy, I'm not mad at you at all. Like no, no, I, I'm not like not that's. Mad at you.
1: I'm not mad at me either. I'm just saying that's the science. That's kind of the thing of it.
0: Hundred percent, because you're thinking yeah. it does. It slows you down for sure. Um, yeah. But I was trying to like keep up with topics like kids, religion, childhood. Then it got to mom daughter relationships and homeschooling. <laughs> then distance learning. Then like twenties compared to forties. Then life I, with anxiety. Then and I I'm was like, like man, let me. That's the thoughts in my head. Dude, I'm dude. I'm so happy that you uh you shared them because. Uh, To me, what I was thinking for the description would be, I almost went with like a Southern perspective on life.
1: But I don't think it's Southern though. Okay. I don't think it's Southern. I think this could be California. It could be New Jersey. It could be, you know, Texas. It could be anything. I I think it's, I think that's, I think it's a perspective on it because I don't, I am Southern and I love Southern things and I've, you know, I hope to meet a Southern man. I've decided I had my head, you know, I don't. I couldn't I like what I it's my what I'm familiar with that kind of thing right but I don't think it's I don't think my perspective is southern I just think it's got gotcha. you where I live
0: yeah so happiness matters perspectives yeah. on life I think might yes. be the description
1: ooh that works I like that
0: hey way to brainstorm live <laughs> and um and I'm also noticing now like and I don't know if this is the audio thing because we're on FaceTime audio but. It seems like if I start to speak, I automatically cut you off on the audio. And with the headphones, even though the sound wasn't as crisp, it didn't seem like I cut you off. Huh? Uh, Just thinking out loud. Yeah. Dude, I so, I love it. Description of the pod. Happiness matters. Perspectives on life.
1: Yeah, that works. Because I'm telling you, once you hit 50, 40, I don't know if it's the same thing for men for women. 40, you become into your own a little bit more. And I think I might have to. You know. I've, like I, I used to be a lot heavier and I lost like, let's see, I've gained a little, I had a little depression when I'm trying to get off, but, um, it, <laughs> it is, you, people gain weight when they're depressed.
0: Oh, um, hundred, dude, I I, I wasn't, I was laughing at the part when you were saying, I thought I heard you say I had depression, but I'm not trying to get off. Like I'm not trying to get off track. That's how I took that. No,
1: no, no. Um, what, what, okay. I, I was, um. I, let's see, I lost a bunch of weight after I had my second, first baby, and I lost 50 pounds, but I, and I think I ended up being 90 pounds lighter than my nine-month pregnancy weight or something, or almost 100, so I, I almost changed my whole body, my whole everything at that, like, once I had him, I lost a bunch of weight, and got, you know, because I wasn't, I probably was unhappily married at the time, and didn't really realize it, you know, right, and then I, I did Weight Watchers, and I learned a lot. Oh, this is a portion. Oh, I didn't learn any of that from my mother. And yeah, oh. all that
0: shit amazes me, man. Like, people don't fucking realize. Like, you realize it's a mathematical equation. Like, shit equals numbers that you eat. Mm. And you only – if you don't move, you can't eat that much because it's a number yeah. thing.
1: Oh, definitely. Oh, and that's the thing. Every cal- calorie – I got follow this diet Fitness on the Instagram, and he's wonderful. It, but it's one of those things. You know, this – Calorie, every calorie counts, you know, it, it's calories in, calories out, this activity, whatever. Indeed.
0: And
2: if, I, 100%. if you're,
1: dieting, you're not losing weight, you're probably eating too much. Yeah. And you, it's very simple. Um, as far as mathematically, I did Weight Watchers. And they taught a lot of things about the psychological part of it. And, oh, so how are you going to handle Thanksgiving? And, you know, this is a portion. You're like, oh, fucking shit. That, we, this because when the side of the box is a cup, it's 100 calories. Well, you have to eat just a cup. You eat yeah, two cups.
0: See, yeah, I've always called bullshit on that. I'm like, yo, if I'm if I'm eating well on Thanksgiving, maybe I'm okay. just going for like a little extra run, or I'm just being a little more active the next day. Oh, yeah. But like, you ain't fucking stopping me from enjoying myself.
1: No, no, no. That's the thing. I, okay, here's the thing. I I think I do that like a, occasion, like a special occasion stuff. But I like to eat healthy. I I, I much more enjoy, um. And especially being a fifty year old woman, you can't just eat like whole hog all the time, right? I want to be whole hog. I don't want. I don't want to be any chubbier than I am. I mean, I want. You know, I'm a thicker girl, but I. I don't want to be. I want to be where I feel happy with how I look. Yeah. So I mean, that's exercise. That's eating healthy. That's eating chicken breast for lunch at work. I eat six and a half ounces of chicken breast with some salsa and a quarter cup of rice, and that's a wonderful lunch. It's a. And, and that makes me happy. And
0: yeah, well, it's clean. It, it's not. It's not all that process shit that just yeah. fucking weighs you down and makes you lethargic.
1: Well, exactly. And if, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, too, if, if you know, the girl at work wants to eat cheeseburgers every day for lunch. If that does that make you happy? Yeah, I love cheeseburgers. Great. Cool. Go I'd rather it. be safe and feel better about myself than eat cheeseburgers every day or have. I love cake.
2: Oh, dude. I love
1: cake. I love even how you say the two things, cake and toast. It sounds so warm and cozy. <laughs> It's like cake. Me and Drew talk about that cake, but you can't eat cake all the time. And we'll have cake for my birthday because my yeah. birthday's coming. And I'll make a I'll make a homemade cake and all that stuff. It'll be chocolate and very good. But you have that, and then you're like Drew's birthday was, you know, March, and Sam's was in December. You have a, you make a cake and you enjoy it, but you can't eat cake all the time because me, 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 Pete, my husband, and my youngest one have to watch what we eat. Sam does trampoline and he's just naturally thin built. Yeah. He forgets to eat. He that I don't understand this. You know when you put a plate of food, Sam comes back with food still on his plate, and I I don't understand that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I like you didn't finish that one extra bite of you know brat, whatever he was eating. I'm like I don't okay. He just doesn't. And then some people are like that. They just I'm full and I don't care. I'm like food is good. I love food. <laughs> so I, have, I put on the plate for the food and Drew does too. And he's burned that and he's. He's better with it, and he's conscious of what he's doing. But he's chicken nuggets and French fries and whatever. But it's like he's conscious of sodas and and junk food, and he enjoys it as a treat versus a
0: yeah, like a, a a staple of dinner. When you like, yeah. I always have like two glasses of soda with dinner. Like that's what fucks oh, you no, up, man. You horrible. know,
1: and it, yeah. it, that's horrible. And he he put on some pounds doing that, and he finally he grew into his weight. Luckily. But he was getting sodas in the, up, in, up in town every day for a quarter and drinking fucking damn off-brand sodas. I'm like, Drew, get a bottle yeah. of, of the soda with just real sugar in it and enjoy it. Yeah. If you're drinking it every day, you don't enjoy any of it. And if it's at high fructose corn syrup crap, it's bad for your body. And I hammered – I kept telling him that. I said, like, Drew, it's not good for you. He finally listened to me, and then he, and he just grew into his weight. That what they say some kids can do. He wasn't that chubby, <laughs> but he grew into his weight, and now he's not, you know?
0: Well, I think you have sufficiently embarrassed your children. Um, Uh I cannot wait to see if there's any sort of reaction. If Uh anybody makes it through (laughs) this whole fucking two hours. Can you believe that? I would never
1: say anything to them. I would never say anything about them that they would be ashamed of or that make them feel, you know, I would never do that to them.
0: No, I mean, I took it as cute. Like, it's just telling tales on your kids, man. Like, it's just fucking like. I
1: raised them. I grew them from yeah, and I, I fed them from my bosom. They, they, I, 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 I tease them. About
0: Dude, you've earned it. You get to say what you want. Well, I get
1: Mom. to say what. Uh, no, funny. Like a picture will come up. Put the Drew, Look. He's like, I don't want to see it. But I said, Drew, One day you're gonna be. You're gonna leave me, and you're gonna maybe, hopefully, come by once a month. Shut the hell up. I want to have this moment. No I doubt. You, like, on your big wheel. You know, hundred and, percent. And, but that's. But you know, it's nice to hear that your mother loves you so much, and she's gonna miss you when you grow up. Yeah. Versus, you know, bullshit. So,
0: yeah, no, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. Like it, it
2: they're, very,
1: they're very loved children. I would say that. Oh like Okay. When I got the dog, I said, oh my gosh, you know, I, I've, you know, I guess I could put some of my mommy love into the dog and the kids are like, oh, but like, dear God, please do. <laughs> <laughs> please do that. Please. Can you, They're you, do you need something to eat? And I'm not hovering over the, like, do you want something to eat? Hi mom. You know, I'm meeting them at the door when they come home from high school. And I said, no, you know what? I can expand my love. I can love all of you more. And they're like, no, really, it's okay. Please give that love to Hank. That's my daughter.
0: That is pretty funny.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's you know, and if but they'll you know they're gonna go out in the world, love children. They're gonna come home. If if the if the shit you know shit hits the fan, if I if I have a roof over my head, so do my kids.
0: Yeah, they got a home. They got a home to go to, I, and that confidence it, allows you to take risks, man. And um,
1: it's, it, it, even if it's the couch, like Pete was telling me about some one of his. His co-workers, fr- co-workers, uh, child's friend came home from college, and the parents said, uh, "We don't have a place for you to sleep." I'm like, "What in holy hell?" There's not yeah, a couch no in doubt. your goddamn house. Air mattress. His- belongs to you can't come for Christmas. Right. And that have a place to save for the coronavirus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh there's shit. Kids, well
1: there's kids that go away to college and that's their home is their dorm room
0: Yeah, patient zero. Holy and fuck, so you, did you just discover patient zero?
1: No, I don't did know. Did you no. just expose them? No. Oh. What do you mean?
0: That was just no. being stupid about the kid not having a place to go for Christmas? Oh no, no no
1: yeah but I mean isn't that crazy that <laughs> you're and you think about the kids that, during this thing that, like, my home was at college. Where am I going to stay? Yeah, yeah. Can't yeah. Come off, off campus, it, there's got to be kids like that that don't have parents or foster kids or whatever. It's like, what do you? Oh, that infuriates me.
2: There it is. I don't,
1: well, I don't like hearing thinking about kids that don't have parents, and you know what I mean. I, the, what I worry about now too, there's a lot of kids that are in homes that are their where their best meal is at school—the breakfast and lunch.
0: Yeah, that shit's depressing.
1: And then these, and these, because my kids are home. Yes, they're p- people are a little bored. You see, famous walking up the, down the street, and it's lovely. But you know, there's kids at home with it. fucking asshole, alcoholic, abusive pieces of shit that are taking it on their goddamn children. And there's there's higher cases of fucking um, child abuse at these hospitals are, are record. We usually only get you know two a month. Now we're getting eight a month or something like that. Oh, it's really? Like pieces of shit. Yeah, I read some article somewhere from one hospital. But think about it: financial pressure. Yeah, alcohol, you know, they're with the, the spouse they probably hate all day long and they, they're bored. They don't know what to do. And they take what do people do when they're frustrated. That's, that's what my husband's mother did. She was frustrated. She had four kids, couldn't handle it, had no support for the husband, took it out on her goddamn kids, with, physically took it out and yelling at her kids. I, I swear to God, I, I could be in the worst mood, had the worst thing. I go to my kids, hi, Sam, how are you doing, buddy? Can I get you anything? <laughs> I
0: know, I know, I'm here, here are some me, brownies.
1: No, I'm not even being trying to make myself – but I'm serious. Yeah. I,
0: I no, dude, I'm a, with you. I, it's I'm an odd perspective life. to try to understand why people would abuse their own children. It really I, is. I, I, And
1: I'm not any better person than anybody else, but I mean they're my kids. I gave birth to them. Yeah. I don't understand how you could I, – I, I, I don't understand how you yeah. could – Yeah, re your I pain. Being, okay, I understand being frustrated at the time because kids are frustrated. Oh, hell yeah. I, and how it can happen but there's one thing when it when it's overtly and i've apologized to my kids when i've lost my temper or something i'm sorry mommy lost her temper and i've acted outside of my character and i'm sorry i should not have said that my mother never apologized to me as a child ever and everybody fucks up you say i'm sorry I you know i'm sorry i messed up i shouldn't have should have got abs- yelled at you about that That it was not your fault I'm just having a bad day, and they go, "Oh, okay, I understand." But Sam will come and apologize to me when he's been a little—he's been a little shit. He'll come, yeah. "Mom, I'm sorry, I was an asshole." Well, because it's, it's
0: modeled, like, right? It's modeled he, for him, so he knows he what's
1: up. All... And he'll, he'll say, "Mom, I'm sorry. Mom, I'm sorry. I was an asshole to so you. I didn't really. I'm sorry." And he'll give me a hug that not that I requested. that like, "You apologize." No, he did it because he felt bad, and it, he felt bad. And it's one of the things that, like, I don't know. I don't. I I don't know. I did the best. I, all I did was the best I could, and with whatever knowledge I gained over the life and try to be kind and better to my kids. than my mother ever was to me. And I'm yeah. probably 10. I'm some other. My mother ever could like think, think about being, and I, you know, my mother never told me, I've never remembered my mother saying she's proud of me for anything.
0: Yeah. I feel now, like that really fucks with kids. And that's like the cliche yeah. full house parenting of I'm disappointed in you. I'm proud of you. But like yeah. that shit actually matters to kids. Like and, kids, and, kids want to make you proud. If you're, if you're important to them
1: and and you, it's real pride, not, Oh my God, I'm so proud of you for picking for, um, you know, using the toilet and flushing it. Good job. You do that to a two-year-old, not a damn 16 year old.
0: No, I, is, I think sometimes 16 year olds, you're just happy. They flush.
1: Oh, exactly. oh, and it makes it into the toilet. You're, <laughs> you're, uh, they, one of them, one of them.
0: Stop, the stop, stop. Nobody's going to listen this long, but I'm not going to let you tell a toilet story about your children.
1: Uh, it's just like, uh, uh,
0: All right. So long-term reflections. It definitely cuts you off when you're on the phone versus headphones. So I think I may have people or ask people if they have headphones from now on. And that's going to be the big thing I learned from you as far as if this podcast is sustainable. Okay, cool. Um, and I really, I mean, dude, this is two hours. This might be the longest podcast. I believe, actually, I don't believe. I know you were the first female to be on it, which I appreciate because we're all oh. about diversity here. And um, two hours might be a record. And I doubt anyone will ever get this far into it.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when you have to circle around 14 times, get, it's, a little, it's a little much.
0: It, yeah. Or at the same time, you're just like background noise and you start thinking about your own shit and you connect with your own shit to what other people go through which again is the whole fucking point right like everybody kind of is similar
1: well and the thing is everybody has pain from their from something whether it's you know the the daddy died or the mama died oh
0: divorce dude i think i I,
1: raised me versus my parents or yeah I or kid some girl broke your heart in high school or you know, you're, you got your leg amputated. We all have things we have to deal with. I, Dude, mean, I,
0: I think you are literally the fourth out of six total interviewers, interviewees. That's um, when I ask them about their story is brought up divorce. Like that's a socio experiment right there. Like people identify with that shit.
1: Me getting divorced or my ch- or being divor- a
0: child of divorce. A child of divorce. Yeah. Be- oh, being from are- a child of divorce. 100%. <laughs>
1: The thing is, especially being so young, like my kids are not going to be as affected by it. It, it. You know, the dream is to have two parents live together and they're lovely. And But they're living with roommate parents and that's not cool. They don't need to see yeah. that as a Um But like when you come up from a when – when you're a child of divorce, you blame yourself. Right. You blame yourself for – it, and it's not being self-centered. It's like
0: it, – It's just it's, what they do because the kids – It's
1: what they
0: do. Yeah, and it, it, it's not. But kids are self-centered and – not saying but, that in a negative way. It's more like a, they feel they've affected things. They feel they affect everything.
1: And you know the funny thing that I do, and I'm trying to not do it. I assume, I think it's from how my mother raised me, that people don't care about me. Oh. Yeah. It's a, it's a record in my head of like, you, people don't, they, you know, he just doesn't care. She just doesn't care. Blah, 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 blah. And I think it's how my mom treated me. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little mindfuck up there. Right. But And then you were when you realize that, it's like, no, that's not true. But then it's one of those, and I think it's I think it's from my mother and her how she. Could you imagine not being told you're proud of somebody that you know? Apologize when you've done something wrong, or tell them you love them that you're they're important to you. I've told my kids all the time. I said, you know, you're. I mean, I how they, they know they're important to me. I mean, you can't imagine my. You, okay, you talk to me. Can you imagine my kids don't think they're important to me?
0: Um, I think they got about two hours of proof that they are.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, um kids. I mean, they, I wanted that. My mother said to me when I was going to have kids. Now we have a very apath. I probably got to the point. You're not affectionate to me. I'm not going to affectionate to you. And I'm a very affectionate person to people that I care about and that I love or whatever, like my friends or whatever like that. But if I don't feel that for you, I don't want to hug on you and stuff. Yeah. Like there's certain two people at work that I don't really hug on. Obviously one's the boss and another Person that I don't really feel a connection with. We talk, but she talks at me, and and I say something to her, and she doesn't hear it. She all she all she wants to do is talk back at me, and we're not really that connected. There's two other people there that we just like. Oh my god, let me give you a hug, and she'll tell a story about something bad that happened. I just give her hug, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened to you, and we have a very loving relationship. But there's other two people that obviously the boss. You can't just be hugging on the bosses, you know. Yeah. But there's somebody else, and God bless her, and I, I'm kind to her and stuff. But she talks at me. I mean, she talks. Talk to me. I listen to what she says. And you try. Okay. I talk to her. And she doesn't hear anything I say. She'll pick up maybe cat or dog or whatever. And then she'll talk. Oh, dog. I had a story about a dog. And then she'll come in and talk to me about invoices. Oh, my God. I had this order. And um, it was supposed to be New York, But it went to, it went to New York. And oh my, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. You're talking about shit that don't matter. Not, I mean, she's talking about things. She's talking about things to have a conversation. She wants to talk. So she finds something. I don't say meaningless, but something uninteresting and kind of like, why are we talking about It's It's not meaningful. It's not, it's, it's, does that make sense? It's it, not...
0: it makes sense and, now knowing you for two hours that that's how your mind would analyze it. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: I, 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 I like, oh, okay. And I give her the, okay. I, well, that's crazy. They did that. Isn't it? I acknowledge what she said and stuff, but, but we don't have a very intimate relationship yeah. in that she talks. I talked to her, She's thinking in her mind what she wants to say, and then she says what she wants to say. And and I've tried to like have the conversation where it just yeah.
0: not so much of I'm, a listener. Like there's not a I'm, there's not a tennis or a ping pong back and forth based on what you've said. You get no. something early on, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, click. That's a key word. Let me get back on it.
1: Yeah, because I'm a I've I've learned to be an active listener. I mean, I've learned to shut the hell up in my brain and then. Listen to what you're saying. Now I may ask a question or say, Oh yeah, of course. Where I'm acknowledging what you're saying and we're we're on track. I get what you're saying. I'll do those kind of things. But I like to listen to what somebody's saying, take it in and then respond to it. I don't like to because if you're just sitting there thinking about what you want to say, it's just all you're hearing is blah, 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 and then yeah. you sort out stuff and it's 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 nonsense. It's like, okay, but if I listen to you, oh my gosh, you're telling me a story about your grandmother. Well, what happened to your grandmother? how old you, was
0: grandma you That's... literally just summed up what i try to be on this podcast yeah
1: yeah
0: i mean all right so not to tell you to shut up but unfortunately we are gonna have to end this since two hours might be over my data up limit like upload oh. limit <laughs> for a file unfortunately i don't think i have the premium package yet um i i actually don't know if this this is the biggest audio file cause I'll tell you, child, you did not lie about you going in circles. And I, I actually know. loved it. Dude, it was awesome. I, I've really enjoyed enjoy, an hour and a half. Some like,
1: people find it annoying, but some people enjoy it and find it find it amusing. So
0: No, it, it's it's it, it's you, man, which again is
1: – It's authentic.
0: Yeah, it, and that's all you can ask someone to be at the end of the day, right? Is like, can you just be you and help me to get to know you? And it was awesome getting to know you, Candy. Um, oh, you too, Sean. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you opening up. I appreciate you being honest. I appreciate you uh, helping me come up with a description for the pod. Yeah. Happiness matters. Perspectives on life. Like, that shit's kind of tight.
1: All that, matters, is all that matters is if you're happy.
0: Right? Well,
1: fancy shit doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you can live in a shack, but if you're happy, you're happy.
0: Yeah, being it, content, man. No doubt.
1: Shit and you're not happy, you're not happy.
0: All right. I mean, well,. Candy, it was great getting to know you and um hopefully we'll talk again soon.
1: Sure. I love that. And Bye. I've now Bye. become Bye. an expert on the subject I like most.
0: Getting to know you. I'd like to thank Candy for being so real and authentic, energetic. And as a, like she put it, a kid bouncing on a bouncing over topics like a kid on a trampoline. Uh it was uh, enjoyable. Thanks, Candy, for letting us get to know you. i also like to thank today's sponsor, Remotes, uh, Changing Lives One Click at a Time. And don't forget, man, uh, friend, follow, listen, subscribe. Spread the word.
2: And uh, let's keep getting to know each other. Bye.